And welcome into another edition of Heavy Hitters right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University. K.O.R. Kutztown, Jack Heim and Mitchell Smedley. Hello, hello. We're back at it again here on this Wednesday afternoon. The weather here, not really great. Mike is facing the opposite direction. There we go. Gloomy and, you know, it's raining, windy. I love it. I love this weather, Jack. I don't hate it, but I don't love it either. No, for me, it's actually really good because I get, like, dry skin. This is I don't know if this is something I should talk about. <laughs> but, like, I get really dried out, you know what I mean? And uh, okay. the rain and the moisture, you know, it it keeps me from being in pain throughout the day. So I actually really enjoy this. I'm, I'm having a good day. Well, that's good for you, Mitch. <laughs> um, not that I'm not having a good day. I uh, just want to preface it with that. But um, hope all you listeners out there are having this great day. Absolutely. We're getting towards the end of the semester here. Busy time. So everyone is uh, hopefully you are doing well. Um, and it's, that, it's that crunch time. Yeah, it know? is that crunch time. We, we got talk about that on WIP during the Eagles game. About what? Week and a half left of classes? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just uh, well, I finished up mine for the day. So I got seven days worth of uh, regularly scheduled programming. And then it's on to uh, the the finals week here. Yeah, so. same here. I'm done with classes for the day too. So yeah, it's crazy, man. I, I you know guess who just definitely didn't do an entire rough draft of a paper the night before it was due. That's you. Actually, wait, no, I did the first paragraph uh, during the Steelers game on Monday night. Oh, look oh, at me. Look at you doing something over an achiever and a non-believer. Alrighty then. Well, yeah, we got a lot to talk about. We do got a lot to talk Some about. MLB rumors. Uh, we're not going to start with MLB today, actually. I'm, we're yeah. going to go. All right. We're going to go you, a little bit of a different route, and we're going to get the World Cup over with first oh. because of the recent news. Iran. What happened? How do you lose to the USA? USA. They don't even call it football. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. And they're complaining about the pronunciation. It's like, we beat you. Get out. So Go back to, what's their capital? Tehran? Go back to Tehran. Well, <laughs> Tehran and Iran. Tehran. I, yeah, I know. It's, so. Whatever. But United States with the one nothing victory over the, oh, wait, it's just Iran. <laughs> I was yeah, like, oh, what's the team name? <laughs> yeah, over, over Iran. Iran. Iran? I'm sorry. Iran. Um. And uh, the USA takes the second seed in the uh, Group B behind England. They will advance to the round of 16. Whoop, 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 whoop. For the first time since, I believe, 2014. Were they in it in 2014? They were pretty bad in 2014, if I remember. Um, so it might be the first time in a while. Let's look it up. It might be 2014. In the World Cup since the first time, uh, for the first time since 2014. And wow, oh, wow. I didn't see this coming, Jack. I, I honestly thought we were a first-round exit. But... United States. I am. Uh, yeah, twenty fourteen. That was right. Okay, look at you. And uh, Jack, I got the uh, got the Team USA hat, the matching shirt. Yes, you did. I actually got these out in Colorado Springs at the Olympic training facility. Decked out in uh, American gear, my friend. My sixteenth birthday, I went out there. It was a fun time. Trained in front of some top coaches and stuff. It was uh, cool week. Cool week. Well, good for you, buddy. It and uh, you know what? Good for good for Team USA, Christian. Polisic putting his body on the line to get that lone goal that? of the game in the 38th minute uh, was later taken to the hospital. But uh, there was a Snapchat picture that surfaced on, on social media that said, so proud of my guys uh, and I'll be back on Saturday. Don't worry about that. So uh, the United States will face up against the top uh, team in Group A being the Netherlands that Saturday, I believe, at 10 a.m. is the start time for that. Correct. But uh, And also we're going to look at some past results and look forward to some things coming up not only today, but later in the week. We've already had some finals today that have solidified Group D finishing up. But uh, 
Senegal yesterday took down Ecuador, and Senegal is going on to the group uh, to the round of sixteen. Uh, Senegal, you know, they, their farthest. Uh, I believe it's their farthest. I did some research on this, but they went to the quarterfinals of the tournament back in two thousand two, and now with an advancement to the round of sixteen, they have a chance to match that. So, and it's even more impressive because Senegal is without their best player Sadio Mane. Uh, and they're doing this all without him. It's incredible. A great run for Senegal. They beat Ecuador, and they are on to the round of 16 to face off against England, who was the top team in Group B. So those two matchups have been set. Uh, we're going to take a look down here at Group D real quick. Those are the matchups that happened earlier today that saw Australia with a one nothing win over Denmark. They will advance as the second team in Group D to the round of 16. Australia is now matching their furthest ever tournament run uh, to the round of 16, they went there back in 2006. All right, uh, so the Australians uh, might, matching might, their farthest might. run. Uh, their opponent is to be determined. They will play uh, the top team out of Group C, which right now is Poland. Uh, but Poland and Argentina are currently playing right now along with Saudi Arabia and Mexico. Uh, but why not? Let's just jump there, Mitch. Uh, Group C, interesting. It's really anyone's up for grabs. I mean, Mes- Mexico's down at fourth with one point coming into the day. But a win for Mexico... And a loss for Argentina, but I think Mexico has to get, uh, I think, four goals Some to goals get a plus. There. So it's going to be tough for Mexico, but there is a path for them. Saudi Arabia, all they have to do is get a win, and Argentina loses. They are moving on. Uh, Poland, uh, Poland also looking to move on as well. Even if they just draw with Argentina, they will be moving on to the round of 16. Poland has not advanced past the group stage since 1986. Uh, Poland. Been quite some time, but they put themselves in a good position. Uh, for Saudi Arabia, they have not advanced past the group stage since 1994. So these are two teams that have not been past this round in quite some time. They're trying to get back uh, you know, to a place that they are not all too familiar with, and that's the round of 16. So two teams vying for that opportunity. Poland, I would say, better suited than Saudi Arabia to do so. But it would be stunning if both Argentina and Mexico did not advance past the group stage. I don't think Mexico has ever lost in the group stage in their that entire nation's shocking. history. Yeah. So that would be stunner. And Argentina is one of the tournament favorites right behind Brazil. Powerhouse. So, yeah. It's uh South America. Could Messi fall in the group stage? That's that would be insane. That would be absolutely outrageous. But uh, it's possible. It's it is possible. possible. Not likely, but possible. Yep. And so, that's all you need. So Absolutely. Group well, C, crazy things. Group C is is a little is a little bonkers, but uh before we move on to Group E, and we'll give our brief thoughts about that, we do have a message from the KUR Notebook. Attention, KU community. Want to join a campus club that has a focus on activism, racial justice, gender equity, self-empowerment, and anti-violence? If so, come join FMLA. FMLA meets every Tuesday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. at Room 104 in the Boxwood House. We hope to see you there. This message of community interest brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. We are back here on Heavy Hitters, live on this Wednesday afternoon. Smack dab in Berks County, right, Mitchell? Yeah, Northeast Berks County. Because you're the Bucks County kid. I am the Bucks County kid. I was thinking about that this morning. I'm like, Mitch, Svenly, the Bucks County kid. You were thinking about that? Why were you thinking about that? I don't know. It just popped into my head. Like, <laughs> the Bucks County kid. Good old Gus Johnson. The newer show was coming up later today. So I'm like, is he I'm doing okay, Mitch. by the way? Gus? Yeah, I think he's fine. Okay. Uh, after, you know, we, he had to leave the booth earlier this year for a medical. Uh, uh, medical thing. I forget. I don't know exactly what it was. I didn't see yeah. anything break on that. But he's I in the booth. Heard his, uh, name, he, his voice in a while. So he's still doing games. He did the Michigan Ohio State game last week. Did he? Oh, so. oh. See, that's the problem. I'm not tuning in. Yeah. Uh, with the sound up on college football, I gotta. I'm so. watching it in like public venues and stuff. I gotta. Gussie boy, he's fine. Yeah. Oh, I think he's fine. But. He'll be all right. 
Yeah, he's still he's doing games. He's he's doing his thing, saying crazy <laughs> things. get him on the show. Oh, my goodness. That would be electric. <laughs> that would be crazy. That would be crazy. You know what else is crazy? Group E with Costa Rica looking to move on. I don't. I didn't get to them, but I don't think they've ever uh, gotten past the round of 16, so I think they're looking to get back there. Spain is in a good position with their large win. They won 7-0 against Costa Rica wow. uh, and drawed against Germany. They will now meet up against Japan here tomorrow. Uh, in Germany, they're looking to move on and avoid elimination. They will play Costa Rica. A win for Germany and a loss for Japan uh, will help the Germans move on to the round of 16. As for Group F, the 2018 runner-ups, Croatia, they lead Group F right now with four points, one win, one draw. Uh, they will match up against Belgium. Uh, that is on. That is tomorrow. That is tomorrow, not Friday. Uh, so they will beat Belgium as the Belgians are looking to avoid elimination. One of the Another top team. They're the second in the FIFA rankings. So Kevin De Bruyne and company with Belgium. Also, I forget their goalkeeper's name. He plays for Real Madrid. He's really good, Mitch. I know you probably wouldn't be able to help me. Oh, Almost Courtois. as good as their waffles. And Courtois, that's his name. Uh, <laughs> the best keeper in all the world, I would say. Uh, he led Real Madrid to the Champions League last year. Uh, they took down PSG and some great talented teams along the run, beating Liverpool in the Champions League final. But uh, he's looking to get Belgium on past the group stage. Morocco who sits second right now, they would move on. They've only gotten past the group stage once. Happened back in 1986, so them in Poland are looking to achieve something that they haven't done in the same year, which is move on past the group stage. Crazy. It is. It is quite weird. Uh, for G&H, though, uh, one team has already been, one team from each group has already been uh, solidified to move on. And from G, that's the tournament favorite, Brazil, uh, with two wins. They are guaranteed to move on. They beat, uh, what is it, Serbia? Yeah, Serbia's in their group. They beat Serbia 2-0 and Switzerland one to nothing, so they'll play Cameroon, uh, but it doesn't really much matter. They were in the position France is in today, uh, and France lost to Tunisia, but it didn't matter uh, as France was moving on anyway. So, um, yeah, Brazil is guaranteed to move on. It's just now determining that second spot. Switzerland uh, sits there right now with Cameroon and Serbia all looking to get back at them. Switzerland will meet Serbia on Friday. Uh, Switzerland just draws. They will move on. Uh, Cameroon will need a win against Brazil and a Switzerland loss to move on. So the G is that second spot's weird because all teams are really close in goal differential. Uh, Switz is zero, Cameroon minus one, and Serbia minus two. So you know a three-goal win for Serbia and a loss for... Well, a Serbia win should get them in unless Cameroon finds a way to win as well, which would make things so much more hairy in that group. But uh, Brazil guaranteed to move on. The other three teams are fighting for that spot. Should be... Uh, fun set of games on Friday. And for Group H, Cristiano Ronaldo and Portugal guaranteed to move on with their two wins. They beat uh, they beat Uruguay and South Korea. No, and Ghana, 3-2. They will meet South Korea on Friday. As for Ghana, uh, they will play Uruguay in a funny little connection there. Ghana made the quarterfinals of the World Cup back in 2010. And in that year, they lost to Uruguay in the in penalty kicks. Hmm. Uh, in a controversial call, I was looking it up. Now in 2022, 12 years later... Uh, they meet again here in the group stage to decide who will move on. Uh, a Ghana draw will get them on past the group stage, but if Uruguay, if Uruguay, excuse me, wins and South Korea uh, loses, they will move on. So look at that. Look at this, dude. It's it, what it, it's all about. And the World Cup, you know, another reason the World Cup is so great is because, you know, this the rallying together like you see the in, in, like with us in the United States everyone is getting around that TV yesterday I was on my way home I run inside I turn the TV on with about uh, in the 80th minute and it's one at the United States and I'm like let's go boys let's close this out let's move on we did we won it's just something that everyone can get behind it's, yeah. you know, getting behind your country 
And, uh, you know, even those fans that are out in Qatar, I was watching the Tunisia-France game, the end of it, and, uh, you know, those fans were still into it, yes. despite them knowing that they weren't going to move on. Australia's game was over. They won one nothing over Denmark. They had six points, uh, so it was, there was no mathematical way that Tunisia could even move on, even if they won, which they did. They beat France one nothing. But just to see the way just all see the fans... Win, you know, they yeah, wanted it. The fan base and, you know, nationalism behind your country, and it's just, it, it's a great thing to see. And that's why sports, I, I love sports so much. It's, it's a unification thing, unifies, brings people together. And uh, even if you're not like a fan of the sport, like I know yeah. you're not a soccer guy. And I'm not, so- I'm not going to sit here and say I'm a huge soccer fan. I mean, I know some of the players and I follow it a little bit, but, you know, it's just a good thing to get around and it's just a way to root for your country. It's yeah, great. unfortunately, I was in a, a class during the game yesterday, but I, uh, when I got the notifications, we were doing some quiet thing or whatever. And I, I was like, Y'all, USA's moving on! And everyone's like, you know, we all, you know, there was a cheer, a collective cheer in the room. None of us were watching the game, but we all, you know, still wanted it to, to happen. And, and uh, it was a cool moment. So, absolutely. The whole country's behind it. Um, obviously, moving on is a, uh, a huge deal for the U.S. Uh, didn't even qualify in 2018. No, they did which not. Which was very disappointing. Yeah. But uh, moving on here to the elimination round to face the Netherlands. Let's go, USA. Let's go. Let's Come go, on. USA. One it's more called qu- soccer. Yes, it is called soccer. <laughs> One more quick thing, though. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, this is a young team for the United States. Real quick about notes about uh, the team we'll see on Saturday. Netherlands, they're a very good team as well, though. Uh, it's going to take more than what the offensive output has been in the group stage for the United States. They only scored two goals. Um, we're able to move on, which is a good thing. They yeah. played some solid defense. But, you know, you're going to be able to have to score some goals uh, to move on at this stage of the game. You're playing, you know, obviously all these teams are pretty good in their own right to get to qualify for the World Cup, but now you're moving on to play some really premier teams uh, across the globe, and the Netherlands is no slouch. They're a very solid team, uh, and they're a team that can really go far. Uh, I, I looked at the you know the bracket and see how it could break down. Netherlands, they could make their way to the quarterfinals, maybe even semis. I mean, they're that good, but uh, United well, States, they got a shot. About. This is what we talked about. You need to, like, this is a very low-scoring uh, game, it just appears. Um, you know, I'm not too much into soccer, but... You know, a goal is a big deal. The U.S. only scoring two goals. It's not that much of a shock. Uh, so whereas here in, in the U.S., if a team only scores one or two goals, like if your hockey team scores two goals in a round robin of three games, you're like, you know, what the hell's going on? But in soccer, it's just a different game where the U.S., you know, that defense really should be the focus, I think, moving into the next round. Uh, it Goal scoring is really an opportunistic thing, unless you're in one of those 7-1, to 7 nothing blowout games like we saw with uh, Mexico, right? Spain and Costa Rica, Spain. yes. Spain, okay, sorry. Yeah, they were just able to get in the zone. They weren't, like, Costa Rica just could not clear it. Spain was doing what they wanted Exactly, unless you see someone get outmatched like that, which you probably will not see as much of in the uh, round of 16. Yeah. Um, th- this is really uh, where that defense can shine for the U.S. and be a, a, a separating factor for them. You don't see too many 4-3 games where it's like, well, we just kept the offensive attack going and, you know, this, that, and the other thing. No, it's it's you got to capitalize on that one chance you get breaking down the field and stuff in the 78th minute. That That's what soccer's all about, and it's that one big moment. Absolutely, and that was what, you know, that's what it was for Australia today. Yep. Uh, they got their break one-on-one. Uh, you know, nice dribbling there. He turns it over to the left foot. I forget who scored, but puts the left foot and puts it bottom right, and it gets it in, and that cemented Australia onto the round of 16. I mean, it's incredible uh, to see what's going on here. But for those two teams that have guaranteed to move on, Australia will face the top team uh, in Group C, and France will face uh, the second team to qualify in Group C because they were the one in Group D. So that's how it goes. Uh, A and B will play each other. 
C, D, E, F, and G, H is follow. So, and it's the one in the G versus like the two in the other, and they go cross. So. Yep. Yeah, I got you. So A and B, your one plays their two, and yep. your two plays, plays their one. one. And that's how it goes for Sweet. every other group. And I'm guessing the winners of the A and B things will play the winners of the C and D in the round of eight. Yes. And then, uh, yeah, and then we'll get to the quarterfinals yeah. when we get start. there. Yeah, let's go USA. We're a young gun team. Uh, we're not afraid of anybody, and we're just going to go out there have fun and play our style of game. And uh, hey, Jack. Yes, I believe that we will win. I, I do believe that we will win. I think we, I think we can win that game. It's gonna honestly, be honestly me too. Come it, on, it, it's not a game where it's you know the Netherlands. They are a good team. They're they're strong sure. uh, in their own right. But you but know we're, we're the young. United States. Yeah, bro. we can win. It, it it's not like you know oh this is a gauntlet matchup. We can win it. It's a it's a winnable game. Uh, we just got to go play go there and play a solid ninety minutes uh, plus of soccer and uh, we come away with the win and move on to the round of eight. That would be. Truly, truly incredible. You know what um, I like about the uh, getting to the elimination round and why I'm really excited to start watching? Why? No ties. No more ties. Yeah, you get it. You're going to get like 75% of these games are draws. Yeah, you're going to get you're going to get it's extra annoying. time and maybe penalty kicks cuz you got to win to move on. So you have it's to win. Be... I, I can't wait to see the scenes of these these teams when they score that game-winning overtime goal, right? Yep. And the whole place, you know, you're worried the stadium's going to collapse because of the the the, the noise. Know, the noise and stuff. That's what I want to see. That's what I love to see from the World Cup. So yeah, those those stadiums get packed. It gets loud. Yeah. So we're we're great, very excited to see that. Uh, and would be the U.S. has never won the World Cup, so it would be an incredible honor this year if they could find a way to get there and win it. But they got to take another, take care of the Netherlands. Wow, that was really tough to say uh, on Saturday. But with that being said, we will step aside for our first break of today's show. When we come back, we will shift our focus into some MLB rumors uh, and potential signing uh, rumblings with uh, Mitch. With the your Phillies, team. baby. It's not nothing set in stone nothing yet. Nothing yet, but, a but top, I called it. But a top candidate is uh, leaning towards a certain. And local, the hey, local team. The Mets are looking at someone. Yeah, we are. Looking at There's other news. There. But uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that all when we come back here next on Heavy Hitters on the radio voice of Cutstown University, KR Cutstown. Don't go anywhere. Plenty more coming your way next. And welcome on back in Heavy Hitters. Second segment here. Our number one. Just got through discussing the uh, United States of America in the World Cup, moving on to the round of 16. That was a little Drake and Josh reference there. Yes, I know. I was going to say that. (laughs) It's South South America. America. (laughs) I love that you know that. Thank you, buddy. (laughs) Drake and Josh. It was a childhood classic, man. I love that show. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's going to take some time to realize. Realize. Oh, wait. Is it realize? It's realize, but I grew up saying realize. Yeah, so did I. So did I. Yeah, we all did. Yeah. We're going to move on, though, uh, to something I am looking more and more by the day right about, Jack. I said since uh, midseason here that the Phillies were going to get Turner in the offseason. I said, don't even worry about it. Don't worry about it. You know? Hey, don't gamble on the lottery, but gamble on Trey Turner going to the Phillies. Don't do that. Um, that was a joke. <laughs> You know, with the sweeper. (laughs) Whatever. I don't have to explain myself to Jack. uh, Because Trey Turner is rumored to be, uh, well, the Phillies, rather, are rumored to be leading the way in the Trey Turner sweepstakes. I love Um, that word. No official official contract yet. However, he's rumored to... uh, Going to be making somewhere over, somewhere north of thirty million a year. Hefty contract, but uh, the Phillies they dished out money to Bryce Harper. Uh, they paid J.T. Romuto. Uh, they paid Castellanos and Schwarber. The Phillies have now developed a history of paying these players the big money, uh, which I am a huge fan of. Especially with Bryce Harper going to be missing half the season, you need to try and fill that void of of slugging and just absolute amazingness. 
uh, in your lineup. So uh, Trey Turner seems to be trending toward the Phillies. Jack, your thoughts? Uh, get look, the you know, I knew this was an immediate fit. Uh, I thought that the two parties had interest in each other, just not because of Turner wanting to come back east, but played with Harper before. Uh, was familiar with the National League East. Um, and, you know, the Phillies need a shortstop. I mean, it's just a fact of the matter. They need a shortstop. Uh, Stout will go play second. Uh, everyone in, everyone knew this was going to be a fit, and these teams were linked together for quite some time, even before the free agency window even opened. It was, oh, Turner, Turner to the Phillies. That makes a lot of sense. That's a fit that, you know, we could easily see happening. So I'm not going to be surprised. Am I going to be a little mad because he's going to an in-division yeah. rival? Absolutely, because he's a star player, and he's one of our game's best shortstops. But at the end of the day, this is an obvious, obvious linkage because of, you know, the need on both sides. Turner likes playing in the East Coast. He said it himself. Uh, he was in an interview earlier this year. Favorite road stadium to play at City Field. That's in the East. Um, likes Jacob Degrom. I mean, I'm no. These are reasons to maybe come to the Mets, but it's also leading <laughs> to come back. It's also to come back East because you're going to be playing against the Mets a lot every year. Yep. So I mean, not less, as, not no, as much as 19 games. Change. Yes, less of the schedule change, but it's still you know that rivalry still, still considerable. Have, yeah. Have the same energy. Yep, absolutely. But, are, um, is it more? Is it sinking in a little more now that the the rumors are a little more solid here? Is it is it a yeah. little more frustrating because you're like look because before you had the you know the deniability ah it might not happen you know but now it's yeah kinda... I mean look I thought it was going to happen that was always my gut feel I just made sense to me that Turner would go to the Phillies but I was just trying to hang on to hope that maybe he wouldn't come in division but yep. it's looking more and more likely it's going to happen and I've kind of accepted that I've you know I'm not okay with it because the Phillies are getting better but yeah at the end of the day I think it's going to happen it makes sense and as a baseball fan and for the baseball move. It's a good move for both parties. I think Turner's going to get a good payday. Uh, he's a star player playing in a pretty big market, and the Phillies get the best reaping the rewards. I wouldn't say the best market because they can't shell out the most money. But um, it's the best market. But I digress. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, it just makes sense to me. By the way, I want to address one thing you said. I wouldn't call it a history of paying big players because it's only developing a history. Year. I said I said oh, okay, developing okay. a history. Sorry, I because I, I started in 2019 with the Harper signing. Yeah. Okay. okay. Right. I'm, no, the Phillies haven't done this. That's been their downfall for yeah. decades. It's been and, a new and they're thing. Starting it. They're the starting to develop a uh, yeah trend. I should have said rather than a history. But yes, you're right. Let's move on to New York though. Uh, well, first, we'll talk about what may be coming rather than what's maybe leaving. Uh, uh, Rodon, you guys look like you're interested in the uh, the starting pitcher there from San Fran, right? He yes, we do. San Fran. Um, how do you feel about that? Do you think that's uh, he's going to line right now? Line up as your two or three? Yeah, two right now. With two Degrom right now. still being a free agent. Yeah, look, so. you know the Mets have said they want to get one of the three of Verlander, Degrom, or um, Rodon to pair with Scherzer. They they've come out. They've said that. They said that would make sense for them. Get another top flight starter to pair along Scherzer. Make that one two punch there. Uh, for me. Look, right now, I think DeGrom would be coming back to New York just because of the, the little action on his market. The Rangers were involved, and now they've kind of backed off. The Rays started to get involved. That's what I was going to bring up, yeah. And then now they, I saw an article that they feel a little bit more pessimistic after initial talks with DeGrom. So, hmm. I don't know. It's looking more and more likely as these days continue to pass that DeGrom might be coming back to New York after all. After, you know, there was high speculation that he might be leaving, going to get the payday somewhere else. Atlanta was involved early on. They've kind of backed out now. So, you're starting to see these outside teams starting to, you know, Pull away from the Degrom sweepstakes, and that further leads me to believe he's going to be going to be coming back to the Mets. Not sure the term or the money, but I think he'll be a Met. I truly do. Uh, Brandon Nimmo, it's kind of the same deal. I'm not going to say he's going to be coming back to the Mets for a certainty. Please leave. But I mean, please leave. You know, the market. I do not like him. The market's been there. I mean, the Jays have had their name floating around. The Rockies a little bit. Um, you know, I think maybe even the Cubs were involved slightly, but I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Nimmo's market. I think that's more of an intrigue to me than Degrom. 
But uh, for Rodon's purposes, you met with him over Zoom. We know there's interest there. Uh, I think the Rangers really want to pounce on Rodon because, you know, he's a high-quality left-handed starter. Those are not, um, you know, ple- uh, you know, plentiful. I, plentiful. Thank you. That's the word I was searching for, or a word like that. There's but, a dearth. Yeah, there's not. There's not a uh, you know wide variety of high-quality left-handed starting pitchers on the market year in year out. And Rodon is that this year. So of course he's going to be a high-value commodity. And the Rangers, they they can spend the money. I mean, not not to the likes of the Dodgers and Mets, but they can they can throw that around and they can you know spend the money that they choose. Uh, and for me, I don't know. I think Rodon's a fit to the Rangers. Senga's an interesting the uh, the Japanese pitcher who's mm-hmm. coming over. Uh, I don't know who's you know what is going on with that. I know the Mets met with him. I, a lot of the West Coast teams are Angels, Giants, yeah, Angels. Mariners. Yeah. Um, you know the normal names that you would see being involved with Japanese players, uh, just because it's geographically closer. But um, yeah, it, it's interesting. It's interesting to see those markets. Not much progression yet. Uh, but one more pitch I want to talk about real quick before I turn it back to you yep. is uh, Verlander met with the Dodgers, and I think the Dodgers are the front runner right now to get Justin. Uh, you know, you got the, the Mets involved, uh, Houston, uh, who he's, who he was with and won the World Series with. They're still involved, and I think the Yankees are somewhat involved. But um, I think they're more focused on Judge right now, and I'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was the last stop I was going to make. But you know, just to quickly touch on the the pitching situations here uh, with New York, I, I don't know. I for some reason don't feel like uh, New York's going to sign uh, Degrom there. I think Radon makes more sense, and I think the other thing you're going to see is once I think New York makes a deal with Radon. Rodon, Rodon. I thought it was Rodon. Rodon. Okay. Rodon. I say Rodon. I could be wrong. Hmm. Okay. Um, I usually err on the side of Jack is always wrong, but uh, that's oh, just because okay. he's a Mets and Giants fan. Uh, but Carlos, right? I'll yes. just call him Carlos. Carlos. <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, once the Mets make a deal with Carlos here, <laughs> you know, he's, I feel like that's really going to set the market and allow other teams to really go forward with the uh, you know it, whether it be the Rays with Degrom. Or or Verlander with the um, with the Dodgers could also sign first. I think once that happens, uh, once that first signing, like we're saying with a lot of these these players, once the first one goes, it really sets the market for the others to kind of fall into place above or below that threshold. Uh, we have the the meetings coming up, right? Winter meetings this yep. week. Uh, that'll give us a lot of clarity. That's usually when most of the moves happen. And um, I don't know. I think uh, I, I I feel like Verlander could be that first piece. Uh, if I had to. If I'm a betting man, I go, uh, I don't know. You're right, though. Radon to uh, the Rangers does make sense. But give me uh, Verlander to the Dodgers, uh, Radon to New York, and DeGrom down south to Tampa. Just because that's what makes me the happiest. Okay, if I had to give my predictions right now, DeGrom back to the Mets. I think Radon to Texas, and I think Justin Verlander sticks with Houston. You think he sticks with Houston? Yep. Okay. The Dodgers also made a signing, by the way. Sparked my memory. Shelby Miller, who's a reliever, uh, goes from the Giants, goes uh, across to Rivals. Uh, goes mm. to a rival LA, I should say, not cross town because they're not really directly down the state. When you cross town, would be going to Oakland, but he's going yeah down the state to LA. Uh, and the Dodgers, they have their pitching wizardry there. So Shelby yeah. Miller will probably be a sick reliever this year and might win reliever of the year. Who yep. knows? But um, they they find ways they find ways to make pitchers you know career resurrections happen all the time. So. Uh, um, what do you think the trajectory of the Dodgers is? You think there's still world beaters out there? I do. I yeah. think they're fine. They're the Dodgers. They can spend money however they want it. They have young talent. They have the star power. Uh, but I don't know. It's going to be a weird. I think it's going to be a weird overhaul year for them. I don't know if they bring Justin Turner back. I think Bellinger's as good as gone in my opinion. Um, you know, they're starting rotation. How do they piece that together? They're going to have Bueller coming back next year at some point. Kershaw's back. 
Never thought he would leave, and he didn't. He's staying there. Uh, they got Gonsolin, Arias. That starting rotation is still really loaded. Yep. Uh, they're losing Andrew Heaney, but I think that's fine. He's a replaceable piece. The bullpen's going to be just fine. Wow, shade thrown. No, Andrew Heaney, he's not a bad pitcher. I'm just saying, <laughs> in a loaded rotation, he can, you can be replaced yes. uh, with yep. a team like the Dodgers, with the, uh, you know, the checkbook they have, which yes. seems limitless. But, I mean, you know, for me... They'll be fine. Uh, they're going to be right there at the top of the top in the NL. Uh, it's not going to change just because of you know a couple guys coming in. They're going to be able to replace them. They've done this for years now, and they they will do whatever it takes to be consistent and make the playoffs and give themselves a shot to win the World Series. With a healthy Harper in mind for the Phillies, uh, who do you think has, will have the best lineup in the uh, National League? Will it be the Dodgers, Braves, Phillies? Is there another team you want to throw in there? Or? It's a good question because, to me, last year it was the Braves with the ability that they had to hit the home run ball. Yeah, I know they struck out a lot, but they were able to put up runs upon runs like crazy in the regular yeah. season. Uh, now, and the Phillies' approach in the postseason really changed. Uh, you know, They had a good balance of home run hitting and putting up quality at-bats to get on base, draw some walks, get some base hits, singles. Bryson you know, stop, baby. Yeah, I mean, he's just an example. But for me... It's just, I, I don't know, it's year to year is always different. Uh, you know, do the Braves have the same slugging mentality they did last year and they're able to have as many home runs as they did? Are the Phillies going to be able to keep this more postseason-like approach shifted over or do they go back to, you know, the home runner kind of bust type style that they were right. rolling out in the regular season last year? The Dodgers are going to be consistent. We know what the Dodgers are going to be. They're going to hit. Uh, I know they're going to lose Trey Turner. Losing that's going to be big. big. Hey, Trey Turner, you're taking a piece from the Dodgers, adding it to the Phillies. I think that's big. I know, but... My thing is, they're not going to go empty on the sh- on the shortstop market. No, they're no, going to no, get no, one no. of the guys. They'll and get I think someone. I think Bogarts would be a really good fit for the Dodgers, just for me personally. Yeah, I think Bogarts and Turner between the Phillies and Dodgers, whoever doesn't get one gets the other. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Correa is going to stick with a central type team. Yeah, for me, I feel like Correa could go to the Cubs because the Cubs have been linked to one of these shortstops. I was thinking that too. Yeah, because he was just with the Twins. It appears he kind of likes that. You know, Midwest type of Midwest, yeah, Midwest geographical area. You know, he was down south in Houston, but that's you know in the middle there. I mean, it's in the south, but you know, Texas is if you look at it on a map, it's in the middle uh, of, the, it's also of right the country. On the coast, yeah, technically, technically, yes, <laughs> in the Gulf of Mexico. But like, if you drew a straight line down the United States, yeah, yeah, the it's, it's there. It's so, in the uh, that's central what I was time at. zone. Yeah, exactly. It is in the central time zone. So something about the central time zone for Mister uh, for Mister Correa. I think he could go C-T-Z. to the Cubs and Bogarts. You know. There's still that possibility of him going back to Boston, but I feel like he would just thrive in that Dodger blue. Yeah, Boston, he would just look Dodgers, right. Phillies. Yeah, those are the three teams for Bogarts in my mind. Like, because their top of that lineup then would be it would be another former Red Sox pairing him back with Betts. Yeah, Mookie. Yeah. So I mean, I feel like that could make all the sense in the world. But you know, and they even won a World Series together. So I mean, yep. I don't know. That just makes sense to me. If I had to piece that shortstop market together, and Dansby Swanson goes back to Atlanta, I don't think that's a question at this point. Yeah. I mean, I think the Dodgers would be interested. Um, but I think the Braves will find a way to keep him around. Swanson I don't see a and, way. Uh, Freeman over there. I don't see. A, yeah, that could happen actually. But I don't see a way where the Braves just willingly let Swanson go and let get no one. I mean, they have Vaughn Grissom who they could put a shortstop. But with the with the season Dansby Swanson just had, I feel that there's no way that the Braves are just going to willingly let him walk out the door. Yeah. So let's say they get Bogarts. What's the top five in that lineup look like now after uh, the overhaul of Turner to Bogarts? Okay, so it would be Betts and leadoff. Betts leadoff, I'd have Bogarts second and Freeman third. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember what they did last year. Um, Four and five. It was, I think, Turner hit cleanup in the postseason, I know. Or maybe he hit six. I don't know. I'm blanking. I am drawing a blank right now. Uh, Muncie was there. He was five, I think. So Muncy would be there. Off a little bit. Yeah, he didn't have a great year last year. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of the guys for the Dodgers really did. Bellinger had a really bad year. 
Um, and Muncie didn't really play great either. They yeah. were, you know, those surrounding pieces to the core there really didn't play all that great. Uh, so I'm interested to see how they can rebound if they even keep some of them. Yeah. But, you know, do they bring Justin Turner back? That's probably one of my bigger questions because he was huge for them. He's a good postseason bat, and he's just a clutch hitter. So, very, yes. Yeah, I don't know. The Dodgers are in a precarious spot to me. Still very good, but uh, you got to worry about that regression with uh, pieces like Muncie, like Bellinger, and uh, we'll see if it continues. Yeah, and bringing I mean, some new faces. a real thing. Yeah, yeah. And bringing some new faces. Got to have that chemistry fit. Yes. Uh, and have the ability to you know to mesh with your teammates, and it's going to take some time, but the, I think they're a top-flight organization. They'll figure it out. Good news is for them, really only one uh, world beater in the division to compete with, and that's the Padres. Yeah. Um, so, you know, looks like a two-horse race there, and, um, you know, Padres will be without, uh, um, blanking on the name, Tatis. Yes. For uh, about 80 games-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Around there. About half the season. So. So, you know, division's up for uh, up for grabs as usual. Uh, I assume L.A. would be the favorite for it, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Interesting uh, situation in Los Angeles out west. Um, that's the, oh, no, that's not all the MLB I had. Um we got to talk about the big sweepstakes, the Aaron Judge fiasco with uh, the Yankees. They're rumored the to have offered that? him a, uh, a huge deal, a record-breaking deal. I didn't, I didn't see details. I just saw that it was a massive deal. Okay, so the news is the Yankees' current offer for Aaron Judge is an eight-year deal near $300 million. Oh, wow. And the Yankees would be saying they would be willing to go higher depending on uh, you know the market value around him and if teams are willing to get into a bidding matchup. So, interesting. Well, why would you say that? I would hand him that offer, and then if a bid happens, sure, go up. I don't know if the Yankees actually said that. I just saw an article about it. Oh, so. okay. Hmm. We go to Jeff. Jeff Passon's one of the better guys yeah, eight, out there. Um, eight years, three hundred. That's uh, wow. That's a lot of money. <laughs> wow, that is quite. Ex- ex- that's almost forty million a year. Almost, not quite. A little thirty-seven and a half. Yep. Point five, thirty-seven point five million. That fits AAV. the bill for almost forty. Million. Oh, other news on uh, coaching news: oh. Don Mattingly uh, is going up north. He is really? now a bench coach with the Toronto Blue Jays. Okay. So the former NL Manager of the Year with the Dodgers was with the Marlins for a long time. Now going to the American, you know, American League side of things. So played his entire career with the Yankees. Um, was quite a good ball player. Unfortunately, a back injury really, you know, derailed him of potentially being a Hall of Famer. And I think he should be a Hall of Famer with how good he was. You know, not just as a player, but as a character guy too. But that's yep. a you know discussion for another time. Now he's their division rival. Yeah, now he's uh yeah the Yankees rival. He's up with the Blue Jays. I think he's gonna have a really good impact on that bench. Yeah, uh, he's just a veteran presence. He's gonna you know be able to calm his players down. I don't and like the Marlins, but I did uh, I did think my uh, Mattingly was pretty cool. Yeah, so. Donnie Baseball was uh, quite the man, quite quite the man. All right, uh, unless you have any more thoughts on the Judge contract, that's all I got for MLB. Yeah, that's all I got for MLB, too. I Look, I think that judge situation is going to be interesting, and because not just because of the, what the Yankees offered. I'm interested to see if anyone steps up to the plate. You know, yeah. I'm looking at the Giants here because they 100%. met with Judge. That's who I've been linked, yeah. uh, linking him to. Yeah, they met with Judge. They even tried to get Steph Curry to talk to Judge to make that connection <laughs> there. So it's so interesting if the Giants are going to be willing to open up the checkbook enough to try to match the Yankees. That's going to be my big question. But, Need some uh, big guns to go up against the Padres Dodgers. So. That would be answered. Apparently, according to an article, the winter meetings coming up could bring some fireworks, and we, and we could actually see some big names get off the board. That's what I've seen. I've seen that it's about meetings. to about to hit uh, this week here upcoming. So. so all you MLB fans out there, continue to be patient. It's coming. I hope I hope they do because we only have uh, one more week of classes left. I know. We'll see how finals week goes for our, our schedule here. We'll keep you posted. But yes, uh, we will. I need stuff to happen. Come on. So do the I. break. 
Yes, yes, we do. Well, speaking of breaks, we're going to take our final <laughs> that break. That was smooth. That was great. Well, yeah. we will take our second break of hour number one. When we come back, we will shift our focus from MLB news and to NFL, NFL preview for this week, starting with our Thursday night matchup. we got a All crazy that. week coming up. Absolutely. All that and more coming right next, right here on Heavy Hitters on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. And welcome back into Heavy Hitters right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. Jack Heim, Mitchell Smedley, that wonderful man sitting to my left. We were talking about all things baseball, including Trey Turner, the front runner to go to the Philadelphia Phillies. But Let's we will go. move on. He'll be dancing on his own. Well, I think you got to get a new new song. I if would, lo- I would like. Okay, year. I'm, I'm going to say this. This is a controversial take oh, here in the city of Philadelphia. Oh no! But yes, we need a new theme song because I- I'm going to be honest. It was great. I loved the song, but it was not a hype song. It was not a celebrate. It's about being lonely. I, w- I would like a better song this this upcoming season for the for the upcoming uh, World Series title. Yeah, that's what I said. Phillies are winning the World Series 2023. Book it right now, folks. Book it. This will be clip marked. Hey, I had them in the world. I had them losing to Baltimore. I can't wait for them to miss the playoffs. I had them losing to Baltimore, no, okay? I said that, and they got there, and it happened just to Houston. Yeah. So I'm I'm doing pretty good. By the way, I thought about your uh, your Twitter thing that you brought up, the guy that predicted the next 10. Yeah, and uh, man, he and was close to going three for three, but did not. Happen. But he wasn't. But he didn't. But he did. Billy's what didn't. happened? Oh, I'm kidding. I can't even stop it. <laughs> what happened uh, was we put together a great run. But yeah, I would. I would like a better song. You know, preferably one that like that's know, not picking from other teams. Right. Preferably one that's not a remixed piano ballad. <laughs> Make it original. <laughs> Make know. it original, Phillies. Yeah, Come please. on. Uh, don't, no, don't be I'm copying fine with Boston. That. I, that's a Schwarber thing. I guarantee you that was him that brought it over from Boston. And, you know, he got them turned on to it. But uh, I would like a better song for our upcoming run. If I'm, you know, beggars can't be choosers, I'll take a World Series anyway. I get it. But, but let's go. Come on. If there is a run. Oh, there will be. There has to be a oh, run there first. will be. Dude, come on. Come on. Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, Trey Turner, hopefully a Nick Castellanos that matters. Reese Hoskins, nah, that is an incredible fight. And JT Romuto, that's an incredible six batters. Bryson Stott, another year older. You got to go half the year without year Harper. Older. You got to toe the line half the year without Harper. I'm I interested. I know. And Schwarber, interesting. And Schwarber gets off to cold starts. It's April yeah, and May. Yeah, dude, Phillies. It's it's gonna be a lot like this season. They're gonna be down, you know, around five. I don't think they'll be that, like seven games below five hundred. I think you know one game above. Um, the Phillies keep up the trends of firing their manager in May and. Bring in <laughs> Dude, what if we do it? What if you know? Just fire and bring in. I would bring in Jack Fritz. <laughs> do you know? Yes, you know I him, do right? know yeah. Jack Fritz. Yes. Oh man, he knows. He knows. <laughs> he, he knows. Well, you know what else I know? It's time for NFL talk. Is Jack that what Fritz I know? is him. <laughs> yes, let's I guess go to he NFL. Is. We got Patriots Bills on Thursday Night Football. Uh, God, I got to remember the song so I can do it, just like the other ones. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Patriots Bills. Patriots Bills. Divisional AFC matchup. East Showdown. A lot and of playoff implications. Too. Absolutely. Eight and three Bills, six and five New England. Uh, with this game, if the Bills were to win and the Dolphins were to lose, the Bills would retake the AFC East divisional lead. And as the for New have England, a tough game. Yeah, they do. Uh, and as for as for New England, they they are trying to fight for a wild card spot uh, in the AFC. Um, let me go there to the standings real quick. They sit. I think seventh or eighth. Uh, by the way, if y'all heard me counting, that was me trying to count down the list of teams because <laughs> it's not an order. It's not an order of divisional winners and wildcard teams. So this is kind of annoying. 
but oh wait no here it is it is the playoff order okay i found the playoff order wow. new england's eight i was right anyway i counted down the list and they were the eighth team down there but they are still eight cast a wide net seventh or eighth you know yeah exactly in the middle of the road teams those would be the you know two of the top three so yeah new england one spot out right now they trail their own in division team in the new york jets who they do have a leg up on with wow. both wins against new york this year so Does that mean all four series all four AFC and NFC East teams are in the playoff spots right now? Not, no, the New England Pats are one spot oh, out. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, one spot out. Right. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, but a Jets, so the Jets Dolphins, and Bills, though. Yes. Wow. But a Jets loss and New England win would put them in at the mm. final spot right now. So, how about that? Who holds the other two? Uh, Dolphins and, or Jets, no. Bills. Jets, Bills, and Bengals. Okay, Bengals, yeah. Yes. So yeah. it would be Ravens leading that three from the East. A one from the from the west, west and south and south and two from the north. All right. So how about that? Yeah. So um, yeah, a lot of playoff implications, divisional matchup. I'm I'm forecasting a close game. Uh, I missed out so far on trading for Josh Allen. I almost had an opportunity, couldn't come to an agreeable price. However, I do have another quarterback that could be turning my playoff hopes to the max it's uh, not kyler murray it's not kyler murray at it's all deshaun, deshaun watson oh my goodness <laughs> deshaun watson magical that was joe tessitore i think on the call was that, that yeah one. the monday night football yeah. on espn yep yeah deshaun watson magical, magical. <laughs> oh my goodness he does college now i know so. he's good at it man i like his voice he I gets feel very in, excited. I feel indifferent about Eat him. Eat that W Philly. <laughs> remember that game? Yeah, I do remember. Yeah, that game. Zach Ertz in uh, the end zone got the uh, game winner from Carson Wentz. Uh, back to the Patriots and the Bills. I'm I'm forecasting a really close game here. I think the Bills win it by four. Uh, I don't think they run away with it though. The Bills, I, in my opinion, are the high, very superior team. But the the Patriots, I mean. Belichick's got to have something up his sleeve for this uh, this scheme here. I don't know. What do you think? Because the Bills have that powerhouse offense, but the defense is lacked, I think. And you could see a, a day for Myers, a day for Parker. Uh, Mac Jones might not look totally inadequate. Yeah, I know. He looked really good against the Vikings, and uh, I'm interested to see if he can continue that momentum here at home against Buffalo and a big division showdown. But um, for me, uh, I think the Bills win as well. I'll join you. They go 9-9-3. New England falls to 6-6. Six and six. It's going to be a tight game, but Buffalo wins it 23-14. 23-14. Actually, no. 23-20. Okay. All right. I got the uh, Bills by four. I'm thinking a little more offense. Give me 27-23. It's a primetime fight. Wrong, wrong song. Wrong night, dude. I know, but I like that. I don't yeah. know why. It's just the Bills and the Pats in a primetime fight. Or, uh, no, this would be the Bills and the Pats, a division showdown. Yeah, that's it. There yeah. it is. You got it. Carry. You got Wait, it. No name. Oh, for Hit the mic. Mitchell bumping his mic. <laughs> <laughs> to bump my mic. Well, that will intro us into our KR Notebook message. There we go. Attention, KU community. If you are looking for a club that seeks to advocate, educate, increase awareness, and provide a safe social and support network to Kutztown University's LGBTQIA plus community, then Allies is for you. Allies meets every Thursday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. in Boxwood House, room 103. Then, from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m., come join the LGBTQ plus resource center for weekly coffee and conversation. You can stay after the Allies meeting or stop in for a visit and enjoy some fellowship. We hope to see you there. This message of community interest is brought to you by 
the radio voice of Cuts University, KUR. Heavy hitters, final about eight minutes or so of our number one, Mitchell Smedley. We are back, my friend. We will shift focus into the Sunday games. We both picked Buffalo uh, in a tight game. Josh Allen will find Stephon Diggs for a touchdown. I think Devin Singletary finds his way in the end zone. I'm going to go with Cook instead. Okay. Cook instead of Singletary. And Singletary will get him Knox. down there with a 23-yard run. And I feel like Dawson Knox always scores against New England, so give me a Knox touchdown, too. Okay. I'm not going to Knox that. Ah. ah. All right, moving on. What do we got? One o'clock window. Well, it's the team Aaron Rodgers owns, and I don't know if he's going to play him this week. It's the Packers and the Bears mm. at Soldier Field. Four and eight Green Bay, three and nine Packers. Uh, Green Bay favored by four and a half. Um, if Fields plays, I'm taking the Bears. Yeah, if Fields plays, I Jordan love the Bears here. <laughs> I'm full of puns today. Aha. Uh-huh. So we both go Chicago. Yeah, I'm going to go Chicago. I uh, tried to trade for Fields. Upset. But, uh, not happening. Yeah, upset here. Is this upset of the week quality? Uh, I think so. I think a, a joint Mitchell and Jack upset of the week here. Okay. Let's go. First time it's happened. Yes. First of its kind, ladies and gentlemen. But Justin Fields is that guy. He is an incredible dual threat quarterback. Absolutely. Um, and I don't know. The, the next Packers Lamar. just I don't think Christian Watson scores this week. There's a hot take recently. Um, man, Christian Watson... Running down the sideline, sixty-four yards. Get out of my face! Uh, <laughs> but you won I, the game. I don't know why you're so hot and bothered by I it. Know, I know. It just annoyed me because what what happened was my dad called me and he's like, uh, "Okay, after this failed Green Bay drive, we're out of here. We're gonna beat the traffic." I was like, "Sweet, all right." Next play, but Christian <laughs> Watson, <laughs> and then I'm like, "So we have, to, so we're staying now." He's like, "Yeah." And it was a three-point game at that point, so I was nervous. I was like, "Oh God!" <laughs> it um, went from it went from beating the traffic to. Where's Oh no. Fly ball. Left, left field. field. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but um I, I think Fields finds a way to get Mooney, Komet, you know, the gang. Uh well, that Mooney's on IR, game of so. pass catchers involved. What? Mooney's on IR. He's on IR? Yeah. Just I, check this morning, he's on my fantasy team. Totally missed that memo. Wow. That's Bad on my part. Well, that actually kind of changes my view. Oh, we missed it. Oh, we missed it badly. Now, I'm going to actually slide off the Bears here because I'm also considering, uh, with Jordan Love, I think there's going to be more of a focus on uh, the Jones-Dillon duo uh, in the backfield. Give me the Packers, actually, in a tight game uh, by three. Why am I now joining you? I feel like I'm going to move the same needle. I Wow. How did I miss the Mooney injury? You know, I remember the Mooney injury, but I think... You know, now that I hear it, I think Jones is going to go off. I think Jones is going to go crazy. Right. Yeah. He's going to have a big a running game. game yeah. Packers win by 20. No, I'm just kidding. I'm whoa, not going to flip the whoa, script whoa. that much. But um, Packers win. Uh, they'll win by a touchdown. Okay. Intense flip of the script here. On I respect that. It's wow. never happened before. Wow. That, was, that's, that really has never happened before. Shows how much we prepare. Um, oh, absolutely. <laughs> next, uh, next game here on the slate. Next game on the slate from the NFC. We got uh, this. Is what I'm saying. We got a lot of divisional showdowns this week. Uh, a lot of uh, playoff implicating games that you know, Pats, Bills, AFC East, uh, and then NFC North with the Bears and Packers. Uh, where are we head next? Well, we'll go to Detroit, uh, where the Bills will not be playing this week, so it's no longer the Detroit Bills. Unfortunate. The Jags and the Lions, however, will show down. Both teams sit at 4-7. and seven. Jacksonville coming off their big home win against the Baltimore Ravens, while the Lions fell on Thanksgiving Day to, Close the, to Bills. the Bills. Close So they will stay home and play Dougie P and the incoming Jags. Dougie P. Should be a fun game. It's, uh, a it's going to be tight on the way. It is a battle of up-and-comings, but uh, home field, give me the Lions. Home field, give you the Lions? I'm not going to give you the Lions, dude. Come on, Dougie P didn't impress you with those those guts to go for two at the end of last game? Uh 
I think uh, Lawrence is a fantastic quarterback, much better than Goff. I, I just, you know, beating the Ravens is a big deal. I absolutely think the Jags are going to win this game. I think they have the, uh, I think they have the better pass catchers. Honestly, uh, after, okay. Then. After Hawkinson left, they got the better pass catching ability with uh, who they got down there now. It's uh, oh, why can't I remember? I, I just watched him five times catch that touchdown over the weekend. Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones. Yeah. Marvin Jones, Christian Kirk, who Christian actually Kirk. left hurt. Oh, uh, did he get hurt? Okay. Still got Zay Jones, right? Yeah, Zay Jones went off last yeah, week. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I, really, all the Lions have is Amon Ra, the Sun God there. Um, and Devontae, DeAndre Swift out of the backfield. And Jamal Williams, who's well, been yeah. has had a nose for the end zone. He's okay. He's good. But, uh, I, yeah, so I, I think the Lions can run it better, but I think the Jags get up early in this game, uh, not really trusting that Lions defense. Uh, I think it's a, a fairly high-scoring game, you know, 28-24. Give me the Jags. 31-27, to 27, the Lions will win this game. 31-27, Give it to me. Lions. Give it to me. Okay. One more game before we go to break. We got the battle of the MVPs here in Minnesota. It's Mike White and Kirk Cousins. The Chats <laughs> and Vikings will do battle in Minnesota. One o'clock showdown. Mitch, who's you, who you got and why? Who circled this as a big game before the season started? I mean, huge playoff implications here. Two playoff-bound teams, it seems, right here. Um, man, I, I honestly, the Vikings are going to beat the hell out of them. But, you know, cool story for the Jets. I didn't expect this to be a close game, but you're gonna have uh you're gonna have Jefferson, you're gonna have Thielen. Is Thielen hurt? No. Who's no. the hurt guy on uh, Minnesota? I forget. But you're gonna have uh Thielen and Jefferson running all over the place. Give me a hot take. Jalen Rager gets in the end zone. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's it's a rare sight, especially here in Philly. But uh Mike White crashes back down to earth. Thirty one thirteen Vikings over the Jets. See, I'm picking the Vikings, but I don't have a strong feel on this one. So, what? if the Jets win, I'm not surprised. Uh, the legend of Mike White, I think, can continue to grow. And if the Jets win, I really won't be surprised. I'm taking the Vikings, but um, it's a loose pick of Minnesota. I really could have gone either way with this one. Wow. But if I will, the Jets win, I'll buy a Vikings hat. I will lean to Minnesota, but uh, I think the Jets really could win this game. Mike no, White is Not even stud. close. Mike it's a White, blowout. MVP. It's a blowout. Just put him in the Hall of Fame already. No, just kidding. Um, How many career wins, Jack? I don't know, but he ended my uh, survival pool pick last year, or survival survival pool last year by beating the Bengals. So, Mike White, I will forever resent you. No, wow. but um, wow, strong no, words. I'm, I'm just kidding. I am just joking. But he, Mike White he did or, make uh, me feel pretty bad that day. Mike White or General Mills? Ooh, Mike White. Hmm. Mike okay. White. It's not a discussion. I don't not think. a discussion. General Mills. Is I think General Mike Mills. White uh, topped General Mills's uh, touchdown pass total for the season in just one game last week. <laughs> I think he did. I think he might have. Uh, let's see. In General Mills here. is not a good quarterback. Um. Yeah. General. In general, Mills is definitely not a good quarterback. Correct. Um. Let's let's see. We don't really have time to fully break down one more game. But we can start one. Broncos, Ravens, and Baltimore. Ravens trying to rebound after that tough loss Oof. against the Jags. They welcome in Broncos country, let's ride, and, and Russell Wilson in Denver. And uh, I'm going to be brief for this one. We can talk about it more when we come back, but I got Baltimore. I'll be brief as well. I got Baltimore, and it's not even close. They'll rebound in a big way after that disappointing gut punch of a loss uh, yet again um, to the to the Jags. So we'll talk about it on the other side. Uh, yes, we will. We still have 40 seconds. We've got to kill 40 seconds. But, uh, Look at this. You know, Lamar. Coming I, up in the uh, second half. Let's, let's just yeah, let's let's preview. preview. 
Look at that. Second hour. Second half. We're going to finish uh, the NFL. We're going to break down big college football uh, championship weekend, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then uh, if we get to it, some other tidbits, uh, NHL, college hoops, whatever we feel like talking about. Uh, you'll hear it right here on Heavy Hitters. Hour number two coming up right after this. Well, yes, with that being said, that is our hour number two docket. Um, but, you know, real quick tidbit about the Ravens. Oh. Because um, we do still have a little time. It's a I long 40 to seconds. It is a long it's a 40 very seconds. long 40 seconds. So, actually, I think it was 50 seconds. I miscounted. Wow. So, look at me. Not doing math. But, uh, real quick. I thought I was the blind one. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> Lamar, he's going to run all over him, folks. Let's just smell his cologne. But that will be back for <laughs> number two. Hour number two of Heavy Hitters. Just like we promised, Mitchell Smedley, Jack Heim, back again for a second hour of Sports Talk here on your dreary Wednesday afternoon here in Northeast Berks County. Making our way through the NFL Week 13 slate here with a bunch of big games upcoming for, uh, well, for the playoffs that are just uh, a little over a month away, Jack. So we are talking about the... Baltimore Ravens and the Denver Broncos AFC cross-divisional matchup. Interdivisional, I should say. And, um, yeah, the Broncos are about to get the uh, living hell kicked out of them. So, that's yeah, what's It's not going to be good. <laughs> uh, Ravens win by fun. a lot. I don't got much to say on this one. we got to move on. we got uh, got other things to talk about. And, uh, you know, more important things than a bad game between two teams that are trending in opposite directions. Yes. So, we'll go down to H-Town. Where we're stronger than a hurricane. For and, miles uh, around, the best of the, the best are here to put their tough to the test. Exactly. Well, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. Welcome to Deshaun. Yeah, he'll be making his return to the state to the state of Texas and the city of Houston. I don't know why that came out that so was, sloppy. But uh, uh, that he'll was be making terrible. his return to football uh, for the first time in about two years, Jack. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's crazy. It's a big moment for him. It's a controversial moment for the league. Yep, and uh, that's for certain. It's on CBS. <laughs> 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 One p.m. <laughs> it's a big moment for him. It's a controversial moment for uh, basically the the whole political climate. And uh, it's on CBS Live That <laughs> one o'clock. Sunday, December 4th. Our first taste of December football in 2022. That is crazy. Yeah, it's the last day of November. Tomorrow is December 1st. That's 2022 crazy. has absolutely flown. Where Flew. have the years gone? I feel like just yesterday I was watching uh, Mahomes and Allen uh, in a showdown for the ages in the divisional round. Yep. That was that feels so quick. Yeah. It's a World Series appearance for the Phillies sandwiched in between. Man, oh man. Got what a World a Cup going on. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we got to talk about it. Uh, Cleveland with their new quarterback. Is there rust? Is he coming out, you know, gangbusters? Like, what's going on here, Jack, against the lowly Texans? Uh, revenge game, you know, that whole storyline just conveniently placed here. Yeah. Ever, uh, ever so accidentally. Yeah. How do you feel here. it's going to go? Browns are going to beat him badly. You think? Yeah, it's going to be agree with my bad. decision to start him over Geno? Yes. Yeah. I don't know, man. Two years out of football, getting back to real game action. I'm a little concerned, but I got to go with the uh, Cleveland Browns, man. I got to go a little, little big time here. 31 to 10. 31 10. 31 10. I will go the Browns as well, and they will win 38 to 13. I like it. Give me the points. All right. 
Well, uh, we do have a World Cup update as Ooh. Argentina has just taken the lead over Poland in the 47th minute. A goal from Alexis Mack Allister, assisted by Nahul Molina. Hopefully I'm saying that right. Um, yeah, I think it's Nahul Molina is how you say his first name, but who gets the assist. Uh, they, and they had a chance to make it 2-0. Lionel Messi missed a penalty in the 39th minute, so uh, <laughs> that's interesting. That but, guy needs to get better at soccer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> Messi, what happened? Oh, my goodness. It's getting overused. Well, uh, Saudi Arabia and Mexico are scoreless in the second half. We will give you live updates of those World Cup games as the show goes on. Back to NFL. Uh, we both picked the Browns to win handedly. Uh, we're going to go back up top. We're going to Atlanta. Chris, Chris, how you doing? <laughs> Steelers and Falcons, they meet this week. And uh, it's on 1 o'clock on CBS. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Uh, <laughs> Four, seven, five, and seven. Mariota versus Pickett. Two quarterbacks Pickett, who Jack. are not great. And uh, what's the line here? Oh, man. It's Steelers by one? Steelers by one. Give it to Steelers. Wow. Give it to Steelers. Oh, wow. Kyle Pitts is out for the season. Get, get well soon, Kyle. Yeah, please. Um, but in all seriousness, though, Steelers are going to win this game. I mean, Najee Harris is going to have a day. You would think... You would absolutely think. Oh, and actually, I do he think. might not even play. Uh, he suffered an abdominal injury. He's questionable. I thought he got injured in that Monday night game. Uh, but you know, Yeah, no, I, I, I thought that's what I was saying you would think. But uh, he's not. Yeah, I was going to say he's not playing. It'll be mostly. Uh, it looks like Benny Snell took over after uh, after he went down. As opposed to Warren, you know. I think Warren is also uh, banged up, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Warren did get cleared to play. So okay. he would be next in line if Harris is unable to suit up for this one. All right. But, uh. Give me the Steelers, uh, just to uh, just to slander Atlanta. It's really not, it's nothing personal, hmm. Chris. It's just I don't like Atlanta. I'm gonna do a, not the a, Falcons. It's just the Braves really rubbing the wrong way, and therefore it rubs off into the entire city. Yeah, so. I agree. Um, but I'm gonna do something weird. Um, <laughs> weird. I think Mariota has a really good, like weirdly awesome game. Uh, I don't know why I almost said Ridley. That is not who I am thinking. I'm thinking of the running back, Patterson. Patterson Cordero. Uh, I think he's going to have a tremendous game as well. I think he catches two touchdowns. Woo! Uh, man, give me the give me the Falcons in an ugly, uh, low-scoring one. You know, like a 20, 2013. I say they went by a touchdown. I think the Steelers go six and eleven this year. Twenty sixteen, right? Like, give him an extra field goal. Twenty sixteen. I think the Steelers go six and eleven this year, and uh, wow, they're going to get a win over Atlanta. Probably lose to Baltimore at home. Definitely lose to Probably Baltimore. drop the game to Carolina in an ugly fashion. Wow. They'll beat the Raiders in a stunner that's weird. Not really a stunner. That's not a stunner at all. But in a game where the Raiders are the better team, but the Steelers find a way to win at home. Yeah. They'll split with Baltimore. Okay, so no, I lied. That would be seven. Uh, so yeah, seven and There's ten. Seven and ten? No way. No way. Give me the Falcons. I'm doing a weird thing. It's a moment of unity for me and Chris. Chris, it's nothing personal. No, I, th- I think it's very. It sounded personal, Chris. No, it it's like not. It was it's not right at you. It's it's an Atlanta thing, Chris. It's not a you thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I need I need that to be known. No, but I want to I want to stop this narrative that uh, I don't uh, I don't evaluate the Falcons fairly. You know, I I, I think I do. I, I've been wrong about them in weeks past. I've been wrong. No, I I evaluate past. them fairly too. I I just think they're going to win the game. Jim. Yeah. No, it's I a good. You're you're telling me that they're not better than the Steelers. Yeah, but Steelers, Steelers are, are a better team that wins. Dumpster fire. 
But they got out with a win against the Colts, and that could maybe boost some confidence levels. I don't know. The Colts are an even more inflamed dumpster fire. Falcons are chasing a wild card spot right look, now. Look, 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 look. Falcons are what I, I know. The, the I know. Falcons I know. are the new Cardinals. I was I, it was the wrong red bird for me. Are the Falcons red? They are red. black and red. Okay, black, red, and red white. There. Yeah. All right, wrong bird. All right, I had the wrong bird chasing a wild card spot. Well, Falcons. Well, I do have a Falcons. message with Kara Notebook before we get back into this. Attention KU community. Join the Women's Center staff for Feminist Fridays held every other Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. at the Boxwood House. Feminist Fridays consist of fun and interactive crafts, journaling, and a variety of activities with a feminist twist. Be sure to follow at Women's Center KU on Instagram for more information about Feminist Fridays. This message of community interest is brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University. KUR, welcome back. Heavy hitters. We're getting back to our NFL discussion. Mitch and I varied on the uh, on the Steelers-Falcons game, but uh, before we get back to that, there's another World Cup update. Uh-oh. Mexico has just taken the lead over Saudi Arabia in the 48th minute. Henry Martin with a goal assisted by Cesar Montes. So Mexico, they jump in front. Uh, they need to win the game. Uh, and it's kind of coincidental that them and Argentina scored just a minute apart in their respective games. Argentina scores in the 47th minute, Mexico in the 48th. Hmm. Pretty weird. Pretty weird. It's coincidental, but it is, it is a little strange. So both of those teams, up one nothing, will continue to give you World Cup updates as the games continue to progress. But uh, getting back to football here, American football. Regular football. Regular football, not soccer. But uh, It's called soccer. We're going to go to our next game. Final 1 o'clock game, and it's an NFCA showdown. Uh, on oh. Fox. On Fox. In the Meadowlands. And it's the Washington Commanders and the New York Football Giants. 7-5 Washington. 7-4 New York. Washington, favored by two, excuse me, two and a half points is the spread that I'm looking at right now. It's got a good spread. And, uh, yeah, it's a good spread, not a fat spread. But You know, um, uh, you know Bill Burr? Yes. It's got a good spread. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, Who this, saw this being a big game, Jack? Oh, this one's this one's pretty even, honestly. This is a really even match. It's a really even showdown. And weird things happen in these Giants-Commanders games. Weird things happen in these NFC East games yeah. all the time. All the time. Who you got? Do we see another one here? Come on, hometown boy. Who you got? I'm going to go Washington. Oh, my goodness. Me too. But, wow, I did not expect you to take Washington. You got to ride with your boys. Wow, that shocks me, you know. Giants had a ro- an ugly loss. Uh, We're decimated with injuries. Glee. Decimated with injuries. Bad loss on Thanksgiving. Bad second half against Dallas. I think this is where we start to see the decline. Mm. This is where we see that this roster just isn't good enough to make it over the hall. I totally agree with you. Like, it's not that the coaching staff's bad. It's not well, it is, that some not of the players about. are bad. It's just that this roster isn't deep enough, I mean, to deal with the kind of injuries they're having to deal with. And, look, I think Dable's a good coach. Uh, he's, he gets his boys fired up. There's a reason they started uh, as good as they did. But uh, it's, been a losing stri- it's, it's been a losing streak, and they got to find a way to snap it. I'm, I'm not convinced that this is going to be the week that they do so. And, it's gonna, it, look, it's a tough schedule to end the season. Uh, it's not going to get any easier. they got Washington, Eagles, Washington, Vikings, Colts, Eagles. I mean, that's a tough stretch. Those are all games that they could lose. Except uh, the Colts. They can win the Colts they'll game, the Colts. but I'm not going to guarantee that that is a win either. They'll split with Washington, and they'll split with the Eagles only because the Birds will have the uh, last game of the season wrapped up. See, I think the Giants win the game at home and lose the, the final game in really? Philly. Yep. Mm. Mm. I think they split it that way. Totally disagree. Well, you know what? <laughs> I, I, I honestly am proud of you for finally realizing this, that uh, 
Giants are terrible. Look, I didn't re- look. Giants did I really, really think bad. the Giants were going to make the playoffs this year? No. no. I love how you're packing it in right now. The fact that they have seven <laughs> wins. The fa- I'm proud that this team has seven wins. Look, they haven't gotten over five. I think in years. Look at this. It's the Commanders. Come on, this is how low the bar is for New York right now. I mean, Jack doesn't think they can beat the command. If this was, if there I mean, was, Washington seven and five. They're if not there a bad was a football week, team. If there was a week to break your losing streak, it's now. I mean. You're playing a team that's on a three-game winning streak, and they've won. Let's see. I don't want to hear it. Don't say it. Let's see. One, two, three. Oh boy, he's counting again, folks. Six of the last seven games. I mean, they're hot. They they're hot, right? They're hot. They split with the Eagles. They don't got to play them anymore. They played the Cowboys once. Uh, they still got to play the Dallas one more time on the final game of the year. They got to play us twice, Washington and Cleveland. I mean, they can win Washington those games. Washington has to play Washington. Washington has to play the 49ers. Okay. You knew what I meant. <laughs> I actually didn't. I no, was very confused. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Dude, Washington has to go down there and battle the commanders. I know. It's like, crazy. Who's going to win that game? Like, that's a virtual tie. It's like I'm looking at two of the same team. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, they're, it's like it's your bye week. so similar. It's like your bye week. <laughs> I know. So. Yeah. Um, oh, my goodness. They won, but in all seriousness, though, they've won six of the last seven. Uh, they're riding high. They're hot. And uh, Heineke's a winner, man. Uh, I don't know. Something about that guy. He, he just knows how to win football games. And I think the, the pattern continues. Again, it's a 50-50 game. It's a toss-up for me. I don't have a strong gut feel either way. Yeah. But I'm leaning Washington just because of how these teams have played as of recent. So. I, I'm really, I don't have a strong feeling at all, but I got to go with Washington just because I feel like they are a little bit deeper. They have more playmakers, Scary Terry. If it was Wentz, it'd be a completely different story. I'd take the Giants by a million. But it's Heineke. <laughs> this game's going to be close. But I think the... I think Washington will find a way to edge it out. I think it's like a last drive sort of. Yeah. Tie yep. game inside of two minutes. Jones will throw a game losing interception drive. with yeah. like 41 seconds left, and then I'll cry myself to sleep again. Yeah, Jones will throw a pick with like 40 to 40, uh, 45, 50 seconds, and then, you know, Heineke will move them 20 yards, kick a field goal. Yeah, let's take the lead with like 213 to go, make it like 27-24. Giants will get the ball back, have a shot to go down the field. We'll get to like midfield. think we have a shot. Uh, and then Jones will throw it over the middle, gets like batted up in the air off mm. one of our receiver's hands, picked off by someone in their secondary, uh, probably that Forrest guy, and then he'll slide down and end the game. I forget okay. his first name. So, uh, yeah, draw okay. it up. It's how it's going to end. I it's, see a little, yeah, I, I see this very evenly matched at the point. Like I said, tie game inside two minutes. Uh, Daniel Jones actually brings them back on a, on a game tying touchdown drive with about four to go in the fourth. Uh, defense stands, you know, after giving up one first down punt the ball back, and he starts moving him down. And then, like you said, right around midfield, he'll throw a pick. Heineke moves him 20. And uh, game-winning field goal for, is it still Hopkins down there? No, he's with the Chargers. It's, uh, I think it's Joey Sly. He went, oh, it is Joey Sly. Wow. Yeah, I, I just, you know, erased like two years of kicking for the Washington Commanders. Okay. Um, so we both picked the Commanders in some late-game uh, heroics for Washington. Moving on to the later windows. Well, it's not later windows. We got one more one o'clock. Oh, game. you said that was the last one. Oh, I'm sorry. I yeah. forgot about your team. Yeah, but I thought we played at one. I was like, dumpster fire, dumpster fire. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Titans, Eagles in Philly. I'll make this quick because I know you're going to take your spiel on the Eagles oh, yeah. uh, like we do every week. Just it's it's quick. It's getting quicker and quicker because I'm just repeating myself at this point. Um, Eagles win. Uh, Eagles find a way to win. Uh, find win. a way. <laughs> find a way to get a double digit win. It'll be like a close game in the third quarter. Uh, they will incrementally and strategically find themselves pulling away from the Titans, and they'll probably win by like 13. So give me the Eagles 31 to 20 or 17, somewhere around that range. 
Yeah, I'm a similar thing. Uh, I, I think the Eagles jump out early. They're running the ball in the second half, so it gets a little little closer uh, toward the end. Derrick Henry finds the end zone. Derrick Henry and Miles Sanders each find the end zone in this game, one of them twice. Uh, that's my little parlay there that I'll throw out. A little parlay? Yeah, give me the Eagles. Uh, another big, convincing win. Uh, weathering the storm on this Dallas Goddard injury with this offense. They put up 40 last week. They'll put up 34 this week, 34-17. The Birds are going to go to 10 or 11 and one, which is just uncharted territory. I don't know if that has that ever happened in franchise history. Look but it up. Let's let's look that up. But I mean, the problem. Well, actually, I shouldn't say only seven. I'll, I'll give twenty to twenty-three points for this. Uh, I don't know. The more I'm talking about it, the more I think it's like a thirty-four twenty-seven game, thirty-four twenty-four, um, because of the CJGJ injury, and that's huge. Led the team in interceptions. A big pass breakup guy. Uh, and that's a big piece of our secondary that is not there. That's the main focus for me is on the defensive secondary. How do they match up against, you know, not a not a world-beating passing offense at all. You're, you're matching up against Woods, Burks. Is Burks healthy yet? I think he is. Uh, I think Bur- Traylon Burks is back. Um, and, and really, that's, that's about it um, for the Titans there. Uh, Tannehill isn't really going to destroy you through the air. So if there's a week to get the secondary in order, it's this week. Luckily, uh, Gardner Johnson doesn't look like he's going to miss the rest of the season, uh, but he is going to miss some time here, and that's the big uh, the big concern for me at the moment with the Eagles. Eleven and one, though, Jack, that is no slouch. Well, the Eagles have never started a year eleven and zero. Oh, that's all I found from looking it up. Um, but I so it would at least be tied for. I guess I don't think they've ever gone eleven and one though. No, that's I don't just think my, so. That's just my analysis of the situation. The only other time would be 04, right? Because 2017, we went 10-1 and and then lost to Seattle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I would think this would be the first time going 11-1. and Quite an accomplishment. Getting into, like, territory of the, you know, the 2015 Panthers. Yeah. Yeah. Went 14-2? and 15-1. and Oh, yeah. Wow. Cam Newton. Yeah. Cam um, Newton. back! Who was that one receiver they had who had that sick year and they fell off the face of the earth? Uh, oh, 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 oh. man. I don't know. We'll look it up at the break. Uh, We do have to step aside for our first time of hour number two. When we come back, uh, we will go to the 4 o'clock slate and preview uh, Sunday Night Football here on Heavy Hitters. Don't go anywhere. Plenty more NFL talk coming your way next. And welcome back to Heavy Hitters right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University. KUR Kutztown. Jack High, Mitchell Smedley, we are back NFL Talk. We finished our 1 o'clock slate, and Mitchell Smedley coming right back in. Uh, always on time. Definitely didn't just hear Josh Toot cackling in the background. Always on time. Always but on uh, time. we're back, 4 o'clock slate. We're going to start it off with the Seattle Seahawks and L.A. Rams. Big game for the Seahawks. And they're going to win that game. And it's going to be are. a blowout. Because the Rams have no one. The Rams literally have no one. Uh, you know, Perkins is their starting quarterback. Um, their receiving core is decimated cup and robinson are done for the year uh who they throw on the ball to this offense won't be able to do much of anything seahawks win kenneth walker finds the end zone three times for my fantasy team wow Please and that's thank a you. bold one seahawks win it's a route 35 to 10 i would love it i have dk i'm benching gino though um i really don't see any other way that this goes you know give me the uh Seattle Seahawks to win big. Uh, it's pretty bad. Uh, similar to what you said, about 35 to 10. Yeah. That's going to be ugly. How about that? Super Bowl champion LA Rams. What will that make them? Like 3 and 9? Uh, Yes, 3 and 9. Wow. Look at me. 
I know my stuff. Well, uh, a game that's not on primetime, but a game that could certainly be fitting is uh, the Dolphins and the 49ers. A lot yeah. of uh, yeah. familiar faces on both sides here, and I think this game could get a little chippy, even though these teams are not rivals in their cross-conference. Uh, Mike McDaniel was on the Niners coaching staff last year, now the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Jeff Wilson got traded over from the Niners to the Dolphins at the trading deadline. Uh, so I assume he's going to be looking to get some sweet, sweet victory and revenge against his former team uh, and have a big day on the ground. Also, Raheem Mostert on the Dolphins was a former 49er <laughs> running back. Yep. So the entire uh, you know, Dolphins running back room is kind of made up of former Niners, which yeah. is pretty coincidental. Um, Niners, they have anyone from the Dolphins? I don't really know. Do I they can't have anyone from? I don't think so. No, yeah, no one no. notable. But the head coach and a couple of former Niner backs making their return should be a fun game. Do I rock with two on the guys? No. I'm going San oh. Francisco. Oh, he teased it. This is a big game for both teams, Jack. I mean, a lot on the line in this. Uh, this has to be uh, the game of the week here, right? I think so. Yeah. So you got uh, the Dolphins, obviously, leading the division right now. Uh, have to, you know, keep winning because the Bills are right on their tails. Then you got the Niners. How far back are they in their division? They are winning it. They're win- oh, are they winning it now? They're 7-4. and four. Wow, okay. The and the Seahawks seven, six are 6-5. and five. Wow, all right. So one game lead for the Niners. So these teams in exact same situations here uh, where a winner really just keeps pace in their division and the loser falls back to the pack a little bit here. Um, I'm definitely riding with, with my man, Christian McCaffrey, two touchdowns in a big game. He's be- This is going to be – I'm so excited to watch this game because this will be McCaffrey's first action – in a big game in, I don't even know how long, Jack. Forever. How long? His whole career? Maybe ever. I, I don't mean, think Carolina made the, the playoffs when he was with They him. were in the playoffs in 2017. Oh, uh, yeah. First once. round exit against yeah, the Saints. Yeah, Newton. Yeah, they lost to the Saints in that but crazy he wasn't even, the game. But he wasn't even the, uh, you know, getting the carry percent was, that he is. What, Jonathan year. Stewart, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, McCaffrey, this is the biggest moment so far for him. It's it, Look, I get it. It's like a week 13, you know, it's a 425 start. Uh, to just keep the lead in, in the division. But this is, you know, where the playoff push starts happening. December football is a different animal. And I can't wait to see McCaffrey when it matters. It's going to be really cool. I'm really excited for it. Uh, give me the Niners. Give me the Niners by a touchdown. Um, I think they win it. Mm, 27-20. Okay, I'll go San Francisco. I think they win 24-13. to Okay. Oh, 11 points. Yep. Open it up a little. All right. All right. It's not going to feel like an 11 point game, but it is. No, like, yeah. It's like, like the Niners get that touchdown. late, yeah, that late touchdown to put the icing on the cake. Yes. And uh, that this game is over. Yeah, it is over. You know what else is over? Uh, Mahomes and the Chiefs winning. What? It's not going to happen this week. What? Uh huh. I'm making my prediction early. Wow. We'll go there now. Chiefs, Bengals in Cincinnati. Wow. Uh, Mitch, I already gave my pick, and I'll explain why in a second, but yeah. just give me yours real quick. Well, Jamar Chase is coming back. Uh, Bengals are a very good team, but they're not as good as the Chiefs. Got to go with the Chiefs, man. My homeboy. Well, we will vary. One second, let me log these. Rates may vary, Jack. Yeah, rates may vary. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I mean, look, it's it's two good passing attacks. You got um, Chase, Higgins, and Peoples-Jones, right? Yes. On no. one, wait, what? Don, oh no, people. He's on the Browns, dude. I get this. I get the uh, Ohio teams mixed up. All the, I was about to say in Joku. Okay, do you understand? Yeah. Like Peoples Jones was my second look. <laughs> no, why can't I think? But uh, yeah, against Chase and Boyd. Yeah, Boyd. Exactly. See, that's 
I can picture him in my in Anthony's fantasy lineup. I just can't say the right name. He because he has both of them, by the way. Ah. Um, but yeah, so you got those three on one side. Obviously, you got you know Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, uh, why can't I th- Juju? No, he's hurt. Scantling and uh, yeah, who is it? I cannot even. I'm think. struggling with who's hurt this week. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, MVS. And uh, you know the rest. Uh, Nicole Hardman. Hard- Nick Nicole Hardman. Nicole Hardman. Jarek McKinnon. Jarek McKinnon. Game. C. Edwards Hilaire. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Ah, uh, but he's hurt. No, he's was, on IR. <laughs> it was, dude. I'm just gonna jump off the roof. It was Pacheco. Yes, Pacheco, Pacheco. is the running back. Ah, this I is why the Chiefs need to just, you know, they need that guy. So I could just be like, and see this guy here. You know, he's just a constant stud because they have studs, right? No but it, it changes each week. It changes each week who's the hero for Kansas City in the passing game. So, um, no defense to be played in this one. Bengals win now, forty-five, forty-two. Oh my goodness! Oh man! Yep. I, Joe I'm, Mixon will be back. He'll find the end zone a couple times. So we'll ch- chase. We'll find it once. Higgins will find it once. Almost everybody gets in on the fun uh, on both sides. Kelsey gets in for not two, but three touchdowns. Uh, Pacheco will get in on the ground for one. And uh, McKinnon will get a receiving touchdown. It's going to be a huge, huge game. A lot of offense. Bengals come out with a win. Uh, they're 8-4. 33-30, Chiefs. Okay. Not quite as much offense. That's a, wow, you were not kidding. No offense. To be, that's a college score, Jack. 45-42, It's going to happen. Yep. Wow. That's uh, 12 total touchdowns. Yep. No way. Chargers Raiders will meet in Las Vegas, uh, four twenty-five on CBS. Uh, tune in, <laughs> tune in if you can. Uh, Chargers Raiders. <laughs> you won't want to miss it. I mean, the Chargers are on the hunt. They're right there with New England uh, for that last wild card spot. They're tangling uh, the Jets, Pats, and Chargers are uh, duking it out. Uh, they will play the Raiders this week. Do LA? They're trying to stay pace. They're trying to go to seven and five. And uh, if you remember to back to Monday show. Uh, Mitch was dogging on Mr. Eckler, which means he'll get in the end zone. Which means he will explode for about four touchdowns, um, you know, just because. And he'll even just pop out on defense and intercept a pass or two. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, Austin Eckler down the sideline. And who is that? It's Eckler with the interception. (laughs) He came out on the field like the Seahawks guy trying to block, but instead he intercepts it. I feel like it's going to be like a Kevin Harlan announcing game, you know. He can do it all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, one of my favorite Kevin Harlan calls that I I'm say. calling both games. I'm uh yeah, I'm calling both games. They, uh, they were doing the split screen. It was the Niners yeah. and then uh who else was it? Patriots. Ah, yes. Pats, Dolphins. Yeah, Pats Dolphins and then it was uh yeah, I forget who the other game was, but that was the game where Fitzmagic won it at the end, right up in New England. Yes. yes. Yeah, the end of the season. I remember yeah, that. I remember that game very vividly. That was one of Brady's last home games because yes. then they lost to Tennessee in the first round. Yes. And then that was it. On a pick six. Yep. Yeah, Logan Ryan. Yeah. Former Giants. I know my stuff. We're piecing it together. I here. may not know who's injured or, or healthy, but I know my stuff. Know my stuff. Um, yeah, give me the Raiders, though. Ooh. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. All right. Eckler and Jacobs will both get in for multiple scores, but. No, no, I'm confident. Chargers are going to fall apart just like last year. They missed the playoffs to the Raiders. They're going to miss, uh, miss the playoffs in part because of this loss to the Raiders. Give me the Raiders, just so I can say it. Uh, Adams scores, Jacobs twice. Hopefully Foster Moreau, but that's probably not going to happen. Um, but uh, we shall see. We shall see. Uh, I think the Chargers are – it's a very close game. I think it's a field goal toward the end or a late touchdown. You know, it's like a very close game. Um, 
This is one that other games are going to go to because they end earlier. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And uh, they'll, they'll cut over to this game, and it'll be like, thank you for those that just joined us. You know, welcome. We got a got a stunner in the making here uh, in, in Las Vegas. Who saw this coming? And uh, I think the, the Raiders are going to win it. No chance. Chargers win. Uh, it's not close. They win by 10. Uh, no, not 10. They win by a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit close. That's kind of close. Kind of close. Chargers win. Touchdown is right at the end. Chargers win. Mike Williams will be back, and he'll get in the end zone. He will be back. That's big. So, uh, Chargers win, and they win it thirty-one to twenty-four. Okay. All right. Sunday night football. Not gonna spend too much time on this one. Colts Cowboys. Uh, disgusting game. Dallas wins, and uh, Jeff Saturday's Eric continues to go down the toilet God, after a good start. I hate the Cowboys. Yeah, so much. Yeah, same here, man. This is so sad. Do they have any tough games coming up? Like any no. at all? Nope. No. Let's look at the schedule. They got the birds. They got the Colts. Oh, uh, get ready for this one. The Texans. Please. Jacksonville. Oh, please. Uh, Tennessee. Oh, my God. Uh, the Eagles. Okay, there we go. And there's Washington. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's see. So it's a cakewalk. All right, love it. Love it. They should be 11-3 and three yeah. before playing the Eagles. Yeah. Then they'll be 11-4. and four. At the Titans, lost eleven and five, and they'll beat Washington to go twelve and five. Oof, that's I don't like the Cowboys being twelve and five. That's uncomfy. Nope, I don't like it either. But I think it's going to happen. Man, so they they could really go thirteen and four. They could just losing to the Eagles. Man, that sucks. I can't deal with a happy Josh. <laughs> I can't deal with the Cowboys being good. I know that means their fans are going to be all uh, insufferable. But yeah. they're still going to be second in the division. You know and I mean? they'll lose in the wild in the, in, in the first round. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You know what? Now let them get through. Let them be whatever they're going to be. The force, whatever it is, to play the Eagles and get absolutely crushed at Lincoln Financial Field. That would delight me, actually. Eagles Niners NFC Championship game. I think so. I think that's. Uh, I think that's pretty likely. Even though. Uh, and I think San Fran will move on. I don't know. The Vikings are pretty good, man. Nah, they'll lose. It's three teams vying for those two spots. Someone's going to have that tough matchup. Probably going to be Niners-Vikings in the divisional round. That's going to be a really good game. Well, we will move on uh, with our picks being done. We will preview the Monday night game on our Monday show next week. Yep. Uh, and it is, I don't think it's a great one again. Uh, who is it? Saints-Bucks. Oh, Disgusting. Yeah. Gross. Yep, and we're not going to bring that the today. up for grabs NFC South. Yeah, the NFC South, which is wide open. Anyone's division still, somehow, some way. Yeah. But, uh... We're going to shift our focus to college football here right before our final break of today's show. And we're going to start with our first conference championship game on Friday. It is the Utah Utes and the USC Trojans meeting in the Pac-12 championship game. That's 8 o'clock Friday on Fox. Um, I don't know who's going to be on the call for that one. But, uh, my, no, Gussie J does uh, Big Ten. Yeah, could be like uh, Kenny, Kenny Albert. Maybe, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? But I do know is that uh, it should be a really good game. When these two teams met earlier in the year, uh, Utah won a thriller uh, at home. And uh, I forget what town it is in Utah that they play in. But I used to like to reference that, but I can't remember. Probably like I know, Salt Lake City. I know something. BYU's Provo, but uh, I forget where Utah University actually is. It's probably Salt Lake City, to be honest. But um, anyway, they will do battle with Caleb Williams, Lincoln Riley, and the USC Trojans. What a story for USC. Wow. Uh, their transfer U. They brought in a bunch of transfers. Uh, and they've made it work. They're eleven and one. They are fourth. They are the final playoff team right now in these rankings. And uh, it is 
it's 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 incredible to see what they've done. I don't like Lincoln Riley. I'm not a Lincoln Riley guy, but I respect what he's done, uh, and he's bringing the you know the pride back to this USC program that's kind of been down for quite some time now. So, uh, you know, USC, uh, they got a shot at the playoff. All they got to do is take care of business against Utah. Uh, Cam Rising, Dalton Kincaid are going to try to have something to say about that. Uh, but USC is trying to exact revenge uh, for the last time these two teams met. And uh, it should be a fun one. USC's two and a half point favorites. Uh, it's going to be up in the air. could go anyone's way. But the Pac-12 championship always finds a way to be fun uh, with some intriguing events thrown in the middle. So, yeah. Win and in for Win USC. and in for USC. Utah, they win. They will be going to the Rose Bowl. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, to play Ohio State again. Damn. Which could be a possibility. I don't know if that's actually, I don't know if that can happen. That's a good uh, question. Well, if they win, Ohio State's probably in the playoffs. Because Ohio State's five, right? Yeah. USC Oh, would lose. yeah, that's true. That's true. So it wouldn't be Ohio State. Wouldn't Might be. be Penn State. Penn State in the Rose Bowl. Oh, man. First time since playing USC. Wow. So would it be, a, it might be a rematch. Oh, man. Well, you, you got to think, if Utah wins the game, they go to the Rose Bowl, right? Over USC? I, that's how I would do it. That's how I, I, I don't know. It, it, it's dicey. I mean, uh, man, that'd be cool. I'm actually kind of rooting for Utah now because I want Penn State in the Rose Bowl. And Mitch likes chaos. I, I, I am a chaos magnet. I love it. I do not want Ohio State in the, in the playoffs, though. That's the one downside. Yeah, they would get picked apart. Ohio State and Michigan? Yeah. I don't playoffs. think either of them would win. Gross. Do you realize there's an outside chance, then, that Ohio State and Michigan play in the final? Yeah, but I don't think Michigan, I don't think uh, Ohio State would beat Georgia. I don't. Yeah, I don't think so either. But uh, we'll, uh, it remains to be seen. We'll talk about it on Monday, however yes, it shakes out. Absolutely. Well, let's go to our Saturday games now. And uh, Kansas State, TCU meeting in the Big 12 championship game. The undefeated Horn Frog, Sonny Dykes, with the miracle run in his first year at the program, came over from SMU, and he's done an incredible job. Max Duggan, I've referenced him multiple times in this show. You got Kendra Miller, the star back, and Quentin Johnson, who's a top 15 projected NFL draft pick at the wide receiver spot. He's having a solid year. Uh, for them, Horn Frogs, and all they have to do, they're winning in as well. Uh, if they win this game, they will be going to the college football playoff, uh, their first ever appearance in the college football playoff. So a new new blood in the, awesome. in the four-team playoff system. That's I know that's I like. much of your delight, Mitch, and it's still much it. of mine because we saw a new team in Cincinnati last year. We'll see another new team. Oh, we saw new teams in Michigan and Cincinnati last year, so half of the field was new. For all those people who say, oh, it's the four same teams every year. Well, Feels it's like two it. new teams. Two new teams last year and a chance at uh, another new team this year. So, mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe two if USC can take care of business. Have they not be been two, there either? Nope, they have not been wow. to the college football playoff. That's, wow. why they, that's why they said they've been down, man. When Pete Carroll and company and them were there, they were whew, best of the best. Uh, Reggie Bush era. Yeah, I know. Didn't they go there? No. that was. Oh, the, there were no playoffs. Yeah, there was no playoffs. Yeah, I'm sorry. Playoffs I'm only completely stupid. It's okay. I'm having, I'm having one of those days, Jack. You know, it's the rain. Yeah, you just drew a blank. Helps my leg, hurts my brain. So, yes, that I guess would be the case. But um, let me see here. Let me see what other championship games there are. There's some other ones, minor ones on Friday. The Conference USA between North Texas and UTSA. We're not going to spend time on talking about that. Uh, Mac with Toledo and Ohio. Uh, but let's go to the SEC here. Four o'clock on CBS, and it's LSU and Georgia. 14 against number one. Uh, we're going to briefly touch upon it before we go to our last break. But LSU comes in at 9-3. They suffered that stunner down in College Station last week, losing 38-23 to to Jimbo Fisher and the Aggies. And now their playoff hopes are pretty much vanquished as a three-loss team. They're just looking to you know, add a blemish to Georgia's resume. Uh, but I think the Dogs win. They roll over the Tigers. I think they win by double digits. 
The dogs are a 17-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, I think I, they cover. I think they really? cover. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, this isn't even close. See, my problem is Georgia doesn't really have a good wide receiver room this year. It's not on a, you know, they have Ladd McConkie, who's pretty good, but Rosalie Jackson isn't a great receiver. They don't have a lot don't of— Don't need one. You just need to put your guys in the best position to succeed. And, and their tight end room is really good as well. Their tight end room is the best in the country, in my opinion. But the yes. running backs aren't great. I mean, they got Kendall Milton, McIntosh, but those two guys aren't great. Um, you you got Edwards there. I forget his name. I forget his first name. Let me go check the stats because I am drawing a blank on this right now, and it's kind of getting under my skin. So there it is. It is uh, Dewan Edwards. Dewan. No, Edwards. it's not Dewan. Uh, Dejan. Dejan. Dejan Edwards. That's it. Dejan Vu. Yeah, Dejan Edwards. So um, he's that guy. He's he's my favorite running back in that in, in that running back room uh, compared to McIntosh and Milton. But they've all gotten five plus touchdowns on the year. So. Uh, and Stetson Bennett, the quarterback, has got seven rushing scores, so he's been doing it both uh, through the air and on the ground. But uh, Georgia, they're going to go back-to-back, and it starts uh, with an SEC championship to get them into the college football playoff. I think they're win. They're in, even if they lose, but uh, that's just my humble opinion. But I think the dogs win, so they won't even have to leave it to that. But with that being said, we will go to break for our final time today. When we come back, uh, further going into the conference championship week for college football. After that, some NHL tidbits and uh, college hoops if time permits. So stay with us. Plenty more coming right next here on Heavy Hitters. And welcome back to Heavy Hitters here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KR Kutztown, Jack Heim, Mitchell Smedley, final segment of today's show. But before we get back into our college football discussion, we do have some World Cup updates. Argentina has a 2-0 lead over Poland in the 84th minute. Julian Alvarez scored in the 67th minute to boost uh, Argentina's lead. As for Mexico, they also lead 2-0. Uh, Luis Chavez, Scored in the 52nd minute, so they lead 2-0. So as it stands right now, uh, Poland does hold that tiebreaker. But if Mexico were to score again or Argentina were to score again, Mexico would get the edge and they would move on in that second spot and bump Poland down from 1-3 to three at day's end. So that's going to be interesting to monitor. We'll give you any updates that we can get uh, as this, today's show winds down. But that's getting back. Crazy. It's going to come right down to the end. Right down to the wire. It's, it is one more goal. Whew. Can you pull a goalie in soccer? Uh, no. No? That's not a thing. What? Yeah, no. Why not? Why would you leave your cage open if they just rifle it downfield and it bounces need, what, in? Like, for this situation, if you need a goal, why, run out, you Plus, know? Plus, also in soccer, no, if you're like if you're trying to save it, no one but the goalie can use their hands. No, I understand that, but you got to throw caution to the wind. You're trying to advance in the World Cup. I guess. Got I a minute s- or two left? I'm pulling the goalie. I suppose. Well, we will move on. Wait, We're wait, gonna go- how is that not a thing? Let's spend like 15 more seconds on this, Sean. Like, how is that? I don't know. Why We do it in hockey. Uh, yeah, yes, they do. That's well, I, true. I, I don't understand. Whatever. Fine, don't pull your goalie. Lose. Get outed, Mexico. I don't care. <laughs> Leave. It's fine. Oh, my goodness. Pull a goalie. What are we doing? Well, we'll get back to college football. <laughs> Big 10, 8 o'clock on Fox with our guys, Joel Klatt and Gus Johnson on the call. It is Purdue. Taking on Michigan, it's going to be a route. Uh, I see a very similar game to what we saw last year when Michigan absolutely dismantled Iowa. Well, because the West is terrible. Yeah, this is why the elimination of divisions needs to happen, specifically in the Big Ten, because you can't be having these conference championship games featuring a four-loss Purdue team and an undefeated Michigan team. Yeah, it's we need a rematch at Michigan-Ohio State. Yes. See, that's how it needs to be. It would only draw viewership up. It would be a more entertaining game for America. And it's two arch rivals getting to go at it back-to-back games. Who doesn't want to see that? That is must-see TV. I know. Because you know if you don't get them in the game, you can get them back again in the championship game. And you can get the last laugh if you're Ohio State. Or for Michigan, you can double up and beat them again. Only further your recruiting. 
makes the rivalry that much more chippy, intense. I mean, come on. What are we doing? Just like you're saying, pull the goalie, make it. Ma- That's what I'm saying. This just makes about as much sense as keeping the goalie in. Make it the top two teams. I mean, what are we doing? What are we doing? I don't get it. I, mean, I at really least don't. In, at least in the SEC West, I mean, LSU is a decent team. Purdue's a four-loss team that's not even going to put up a fight. I mean, yeah. this game's going to be a blowout. I mean, Such Michigan's going to run all Boo. over them. They're going to run all over them. It's going to be terrible. Absolutely terrible. If Michigan ran all over Ohio State's defense, what are they going to do Purdue? Yeah, it's going to be really ugly. Yeah, very, very ugly. Michigan, they're going to win it by a landslide. They will get back to the playoff for the second consecutive year. But... We will move on to our final game here. ACC Championship game. Clemson, number 9. North Carolina, number 23. The Heels fell in heartbreaking fashion at home to NC State last week. 30-27 to in double overtime in Chapel Hill. Wow. Uh, they're on a two-game slide. The week before that, they lost to Georgia Tech. So they've been kind of skidding they're going really- in to the ACC Championship game. As for Clemson, uh, they fell in pretty heartbreaking fashion to South Carolina. Uh, 31-30 at home. They lose to their in-state rivals. So now both teams trying to shake off some... Really, really tough losses here in their conference championship game. Clemson and DJ Uyunglele, seven and a half point favorites. Uh, I was hearing maybe DJ will enter the transfer portal, but I'm not sure how that has been uh, going. I'll get I hope so. You know, a little updates on that. Cape Klubnik, the backup. He's only a true freshman. He's from Texas. He's very highly touted uh, to be the next star QB to make his way in at Clemson. But uh, yeah, Mitch, any thoughts on your Tigers? Uh, just to get uh, ukulele out of there as soon as possible, please. Um, other than that, they'll win. They'll win. They'll be the champs there in the uh, ACC, and it'll be a good season. Could have been better. Uh, unfortunately, nowhere close to the playoffs there at number nine. So uh, a little disappointed, but, um, you know, all around they'll be the uh, ACC champs, and, and we'll have a better year next year with uh, with Caleb. Well, DJ's not officially said that he wants to enter the transfer portal. But I want him place, to. So, I want him to. Even if he's here, I want him benched. Understandable. I mean, he's not the most efficient quarterback in the world. No, he's so. terrible. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. I'm not, yeah, his, I'm I mean, not his biggest fan. Yeah, I don't think he's uh, you know a great quarterback either. We're going to spend one time on one last game, AAC Championship, a rematch. Uh, uh, Tulane. <laughs> Tulane. Tulane and UCF. Uh, in the regular season, this, was happened, this happened a couple weeks ago. Uh, down in Narlands. Uh 38-31. The Knights of UCF won it in a thriller. These two teams will tango yet again. Tulane, uh, four-point favorites is right now. That'll be 4 o'clock on ABC. AAC Championship game's always fun because I remember a couple years ago when Memphis uh, and Cincinnati played and it was just a high-scoring game and then Memphis and UCF, another high-scoring game when Norvell was at Memphis. AAC Championship game, I feel like it's always high-scoring uh, and it's, well, usually high-scoring. Last year, I think Cincinnati kept it pretty low-scoring, but... uh. You know, in recent years, it's been high scoring uh, with the high flying Memphis offense when Norvell was there. But man, I feel like uh, it could be the fireworks could be out and about here again this year uh, with another high scoring game as these two teams met. It was thirty eight thirty one. I expect some more offense here in this one. But uh, I think the I think the Green Wave uh, turns the tide. Uh, they flip the script and they win the AAC championship. Yeah, I got the Green Wave as well. I think the favorite is going to win here. They are favored by four, right? Yes, they I are favored right. by four. All right, so yeah, I think the Green Wave and. Um, you know, they're a potential uh, opponent for Penn State in the bowl games. So, really interesting. Uh, like I, like you said, very high scoring, I think, we're looking at. And um, all around, just a really great weekend of games coming up. Well, Aside from the Big Ten. Yes. Yeah, I think the Big Ten's going to be a blowout. But another, you know, another great weekend of college football. It is conference championship week. We are nearing uh, the playoffs and bowl season. Uh, you know, this whole season's been really great. I know we haven't talked. I mean, we talked a bit about college football up and down on the show based on time permits for each for each show but i mean 
It's been a great college football season. Conference championship week, I think, is going to be no different, minus the Big Ten, like we mentioned. It's got that big blowout possibility. But, uh, Mitch, what game are you most excited for? I know you're a Clemson guy. but uh, okay, I, I'm, I think that Friday, that, that is Friday night, right? Yes. USC and Utah. Yes, I would agree. I think I like that's, that one. that's the one I'm most excited for, too. Yeah. So, you know, I, uh, I actually have really enjoyed, you know, hearing you give your college football spiels each week. Uh, I've been very interested to follow along, watch some of the games. Uh, this has probably been the most invested I've been in a college football season. And uh, I intend to continue it when there's, uh, you know, just these few games to watch left. So uh, I will be, uh, I think I will be watching that game Friday night. Yes, sir, Mr. Smedley. I think another good one is going to be Kansas State TCU because yeah. last year's Big 12 yeah. championship game was Oklahoma State and Baylor came right down to the wire. Baylor makes a goal line stop. The, the Cowboys running back for Oklahoma State was a half yard short of the end zone. And uh, that was it. Baylor won the Big 12 championship. I expect another great, great game uh, down in Jerry's World for the Big 12 championship game this year. That's going to be noon uh, on ABC. So conference championship week is always uh, a reason to celebrate. It's always a great week filled with great games with great teams playing each other. A lot I'm of greatness. Just, I'm just really excited to, to see these two new faces hopefully get into the playoffs. That's what I want. I said it since the beginning. I want new faces in the college football playoffs. Have a chance to get two of them. Uh, yeah, two of them here. Um, TCU and USC. Really excited for that. That's what I most want. Uh, despite you know Penn State possibly being in the Rose Bowl, I think the biggest thing I'm, I'm looking for this week, two of those new teams getting in. Absolutely. Should be a fun weekend. Uh, great football starts on Friday into Saturday. So much uh, conference championship. And then Sunday's got a great slate of NFL games. So it should be a great football weekend on the both college and NFL ranks. But before we move on, we do have a message from the KU Notebook. Attention KU community. Come out and attend the premiere screening of CTM student Cody Hawley's comedy film, Call Now, on Thursday, December 1st at 6 p.m. in the Alumni Auditorium, which is room 183 of the McFarland Student Union Building. Call Now is about an impatient viewer who desperately tries to obtain the phone number to an unusual late-night shopping channel program hosted by a quirky salesman. This film was shot entirely in Kutztown, PA, with a KU crew. At this premiere event, there will be a special Q&A with the actors as well as a merchandise giveaway. Feel free to tell your friends and bring guests as this is a public event open to all majors and grade levels. Refreshments and snacks will be available. We hope to see you there. This message of community interest is brought to you by the radio voice of Custom University, KUR. That is Man. tomorrow night. They got merch on the first showing? Ooh, Go them, dude. Q&A? A lot of festivities tomorrow night. That is room 183 right down the hall from us here in the MSU. Yeah, call now, baby. Call now. Call right now. upstairs. Right upstairs. Or, no, 183, right? Yeah, that's where not, we do our meetings. Not, uh, not 218. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's where we do our KUR meetings. Yes. Man. By the way, right. come out, join KUR if you're interested. Yeah, congrats, Cody, by the way. Yeah, Cody. Good man. Awesome stuff. All right. Where are we moving to next? What league you want to hop to? We do have an NHL story, and it's not a positive yeah, one. No. We were talking about this earlier, and uh, Chris Letang, defenseman of the of the Pittsburgh Penguins, has unfortunately suffered a stroke. Uh, he was in the hospital uh, Monday. He, you know, told team doctors about his symptoms, and they, you know, took him to the hospital there. And now um, he is saying he said he's in uh, stable condition. Uh, he said he's doing okay. Let me pull up the quote real quick here. Um, that Latang said I was on the uh, found it on Twitter. Let me just pull it up real quick and read what Latang had to say. Uh, this is obviously a very su- a serious situation. He already has had uh, a stroke before this, so this is the second. Wow. And um, I didn't know that part. Yeah, it's you know this is a terrible thing to see. This is obviously no ways positive. It's horrible, horrible news. And luckily, Latang said in his statement, 
Uh, I am fortunate to know my body well enough to recognize when something isn't right. While it is difficult to navigate this issue publicly, I am hopeful it can raise awareness. It is important for me that my teammates, family, and the fans know that I am okay. Uh, the statement would go on, but that's uh, you know one of the, you know the that's key the part of yeah. what Latang had to say. But yeah, this is you know this is not just a hockey thing. This is a person thing, uh, and you know best wishes to Chris Latang and his family. Uh, you know during this time. And, you know, hope he gets better soon. You know, he had one, I think, in 2014 is what this article said. Yes, uh, suffered a stroke in 2014 and missed more than two months of the season. Uh, and Latang was born with a tiny hole in the heart, in the wall of his heart. So, wow. um, yeah, um, hope, you know, GM uh, Ron Hextall said, uh, you know, Chris is doing well. Uh, and the results were shocking to hear, um, you know, obviously for both sides. But just hope Chris is doing okay. Uh, he said he's He said he's doing okay, but obviously, you know, you Still best wishes. You hope that's true. Yes. Yeah. Hope that's hope true. And best right wishes for him and his family. And hopefully he can be back out on the ice soon. 100%. Uh, it would be great to see him come back uh, you know, after a, such a significant uh, health event as you know a stroke is. So, you know, best wishes to Chris Letang. But we got to get to some, uh, you know, actual, you know, game coverage from last night because uh, our Flyers and Islanders played. Yeah. I'd like to call it the Flylanders game. Not to diminish the events of Letang, but, um, you know, Flyers Islanders, man, it was a good game. It was a good for game. you. <laughs> we split the back to back, home and home. Not gonna lie, to I didn't watch. By the way, yeah, it was an I ESPN was Plus game. Yeah. So. Oh well, then I couldn't. You, you know what? I did try to watch. I tried to open my app, and I did try. I forgot about this because I was writing a research paper. Uh, I tried to watch, but yeah, I noticed it wasn't on the uh, my team's app there. So I assumed it was probably a streaming service that I didn't have. Thank yeah. you very much. Well, 3-1, Flyers win, and they really controlled the whole game. They looked a step ahead of the Islanders the whole night long. Uh, it was eventful right from the jump. Two fights right off the opening faceoff. Good. Uh, Matt Martin and Zach McEwen went at it, and Ooh. then Ross Johnson and uh, you know Nick Delorier dropped the gloves. Uh, Delorier left that fight with a little bit of a bloody lip, and uh, you know it was good. There was fireworks, you know exactly what you want to see out of two rivals. The fight's going down. Uh, game kind of settled down after that, though. Islanders jumped up to the one nothing lead with a Noah Dobson goal on a 5-on-3 power play, rifles it by Carter Hart. But that's the lone goal the Islanders would tally. Travis Anheim responded with a shorty of his own. Then Kevin Hayes goes top shelf on Sorokin. And then Hayes does it again with an empty netter to ice the game. Flyers win it 3-1. to They play like the better team. And, uh, you know, <laughs> unlike the last interview that Tortorella had, yeah. uh, the Flyers actually forechecked on uh, – <laughs> Last night, and that's why they played pretty well and won. That's why you bring Tortorella in. This is what he does. He makes an issue out of things that are going wrong, and, and you start to see him change. Uh, this will be one of those building block games. You know, it's not going to turn the season around or anything. The Flyers are still a very bad team, uh, but it's it's at least you know the, the Flyers showed they can do it for sixty minutes against a very good team and, and a rival in the Islanders. Uh, you know, it's going to take a couple years for this thing to really turn around under Tortorella, but uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. To, uh, you know, I like the physical energy. I loved. You know, those fights, uh, and, and that's what I want to see more of. That's what he brings to this club. And uh, this is just one of those games where you saw it. Absolutely, man. Uh, it was, you know, the energy was there. Unfortunately, the Islanders lost for me. But uh, Flyers, they snap a 10-game pointless streak. They were 0-7-3 in their last 10 coming into that one. Uh, they get off the Schneid. Carter Hart has a big night. Didn't really see a whole lot thrown his way, but uh, he did what he had to do. Flyers get the win. Uh, we do have a World Cup update, though. Uh, to wrap up today's show, we do have only have a couple minutes left. Final score, Argentina 2, Poland 0, so they win. Argentina will be moving on as the top team uh, from Group C. Mexico right now, they do uh, hold that second spot. No way. So they would have the tiebreaker. they score again? No, they didn't. I, I forget what tiebreaker is. Was it head-to-head? Oh, they drew, No, they, they drew at 0, though. So I don't what know. are the scores for the Poland games, then? 
Let's uh, count it out ourselves. Let's see. Poland drawed at zero, won two nothing, and lost two nothing. So they were at zero. zero. Mexico right. drew zero zero, lost two nothing Argentina, and now we're up two nothing against Saudi Arabia. Okay, so they have the same oh, goal differential. It, it's a goal. Oh, Poland's going to move on. Poland's going to move on. Saudi Arabia scores. Oh, no. Saudi scored. Saudi what? scores oh, in the man. sixth minute of stoppage time. It's 2-1. Poland might advance. Saudi wow. Arabia might have just saved Poland. Send Poland past the group stage for the first time since 86. Oh, wow. I thought you were reading, like, I thought it updated the standings before the score update. That's why I was like, oh, Mexico scored. No. Saudi wow. Arabia. Mexico might have just lost on a last-second goal from Saudi Arabia. That's incredible. Playing spoiler. Unfortunately, we have to sign off there. I would love to talk about it more, but thank you all for tuning in today's show. Crazy ending. Glad we got Poland, that in. Same here. Poland might be moving on. Check out the Instagram, as always, at Heavy Eaters KUR. Something you want to see us talk about more, less, if you're doing good or bad, let us know. Give us some feedback. Uh, from a Mitchell Smedley to my left, I'm Jack Heim. We will be back on Monday with a great weekend of football and more World Cup action. Uh, we'll talk to you then. USA.